here's here's how it's going. Uh, so we had the we had a baby. Shocker, guys. We had a baby. Con- congrats. I don't know if I said anything. I think it was just assumed that congrats is coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah. Just just most of your communication is assumed. I'm like I, <laughs> that's just, that's just your style. Like, okay, cool. I'm like when it's my birthday. I'm like I know Nate is like happy. It's my birthday. <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> Any, hey, anybody out there didn't get a birthday greeting from me? Happy birthday! I it mean was, it every time. It was a. <laughs> I mean it every time. This is Aaron, Jeremiah, and Nate. We play in a band together. We spent years in a band discussing music and everything else. This is a podcast mostly about everything else. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so we had a baby. Um, which I'll uh, come back to in a second. But how it's going right now is we are experiencing for the first time. She's two weeks tomorrow. Uh, it's a girl. Her name is Marigold Elizabeth, but we call her Goldie. Um, Goldie Stone, and uh, we're experiencing for the first time Jeremiah, where she's crying and we don't know why. Um, yeah. it's it's been two weeks of every time she's cried. It's been really easy to diagnose. Um, like usually it's hunger. A couple times it's been like tummy potty stuff. Uh, so literally I was just in the room and she's just she's just wailing and we're like I don't, yeah. which I I'm told is like pretty normal. Like that that's like yeah for sure. Sometimes just kind of for the heck of it. Sometimes just to riff, you know, just yeah. to let loose. <laughs> yeah. I think, or I'm told sometimes it's because uh, like they're going through a growth spurt or. They are overtired. Apparently, babies get overtired, and then they cry more. Because then, even though they should just fall asleep. So, mm-hmm. I don't know they if don't you know, had a lot of that in your past, Jeremiah. If you have any, I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah, they usually. I mean, you had to watch a video, right, to get out of the hospital. Didn't mm-hmm. they give you the video on the, like? They say like six, a little bit later than two weeks, but that there are periods where. They just cry. There's no, there's nothing to do. You just grin and bear it. Yeah, I mean, there's different, there's different parenting methods out there if you want to go down that rabbit trail. But like, sometimes there doesn't seem to be anything that really soothes. So you know, if they're not eating and they don't need to be changed, I don't know what you can do for a yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you like, you like wonder, like, what are you trying to tell me? They made us watch uh, a video on. they made us watch two videos. I forget what the first one was, but the second one was on shaken baby syndrome. So that one was a real treat um, yeah. as we're holding our brand new baby. Uh, so I got that loud and clear. Don't shake the baby. It that already one, was. That one's more like, yo, don't shake this one. Yeah. <laughs> Is that kind of the vibe of it? It's That's exactly the vibe. Maybe which, don't shake that one. It, <laughs> it wasn't on my, it wasn't on my list. Um, it wasn't on my list of things to do, but I definitely took it off now. But uh, but yeah, it's just scratch that one out. But it's like after two weeks, you think you got it. You know, it's like we have had a rhythm for two straight weeks of like baby's crying. Feed the baby. Baby's happy. That's it. Like she's maybe she's just an easy baby. It's that easy the whole the whole time. I imagine. Yeah. For the next 18 years for the next 18 years. Wow. You had the one one magic baby that's just going to be easy to take care of every time. That's, I thought maybe yeah. the baby was just like, it's 2020 and I'm done. I'm already done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Started crying already. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to know that, that it's hard and that it's confusing at times. It's another thing for it to finally 
Like, for two weeks, that hasn't been the reality. It's just been yeah. like, oh, if she's crying, you know, Missy breastfeeds her and she's happy. Like, so, you know, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not shooketh like I was in the Steve K episode. Um, mm, but, yeah. uh, but yeah. it was like, that's what's, that's what's happening right now is, mm. uh, it's to, dude, it's tough. It's, it, uh, babies are far more like emotionally and mentally draining than they are physically draining. It, it's certainly tiring, but. Yeah, that kind of exhaustion is much harder. Yeah, I'm just tasting it for the first time. To this point, it's been she's been really cute, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like and last night was the first night she pretty much slept all night. Like we had to wake her up to feed her, and her nights and days have been backwards, which is like really normal, I guess. But uh, but last night I was like, yeah, we're now we're really killing it. She's not crying. She's sleeping at night. Like this is, you know, this is where it's at. But uh, you know, we're learning. It's an. It, it, I will say, Nate, that like I was. Did you? I, I know you watched because you helped Maya, but I was like, I was torn on the whole. Am I going to watch this happen? I, I was going to be there with her. I was going to hold her hand in my mind. Yeah. I was going to watch her, and then I started to think right. more about it. Like, oh, you got the chance. Like, so I didn't know I was going to let myself just feel it out. You know, like, like yeah. whether I was going to watch it happen or not. Yeah. And in the end, like I couldn't look away. Uh, it was just like too like. A incredible of a moment but right. now that i've thought about it this is exactly what it seems like to me it's like <laughs> it reminds me of a joe bluth magic trick like a cheap magic trick where like they're holding a scarf and they're waving it and then they wave it again and it's a bouquet of flowers and you're like what the hell they do that like there was like there was like a bit of a head and then the doctor like flourished his hand and there was a baby like it happened that fast that it seemed like a cheap magic trick like i was staring and there was a little nub of a baby head then there was a baby and i don't feel like i learned anything i don't feel like i know any more about it than i knew before it all happens pretty quick man it's you you can't really stay very composed unless you're really like experienced or like really cool under pressure I was actually... You're just like, yo, what is it? This is crazy. I was actually super composed, but that's probably because I was at a hospital and everything was going well and she had some medication and I was like in straight up David Attenborough mode. Like I wasn't actually narrating it, but my brain was thinking like, you know, like was observing, like observing it like you would Discovery Channel or something. Mm -hmm. So anyway. No doubt. All of our fans, if you got little kids out there and you got tricks for getting them to stop crying when they're crying for no reason, let me know. So far, and they can't they can't violate the shaking baby videos rules. Yeah, yeah, we we hold fast to that. Um, yeah, but you know, you guys did such a good job with the gopher last couple episodes ago that I just thought it was at least worth bringing up in case you had some hacks, Maya. Dude, there some- was t- there was times where like two in the morning, I was just like walking down the street with Atticus. Just trying to get him to stop crying. He was just screaming at you. He wouldn't scream outside. Oh, there's a, so, okay. That's a hack you should let me know about. Yeah, the first. Yeah, it's almost like um, it was designed that way. Like the first couple weeks, yeah, they don't do anything wrong. It's just like so easy that they hardly make any sound. It's you know, it's not oh, until it's not until months. You. It's not until months, you know, oh, months in that they start getting sneaky. difficult in that area. They get you yeah. to drive it off a lot, Nate, and like the, you know, it all looks like <laughs> waxed and washed. You know, and the next thing yeah. you know, it's screaming at you and pooping its pants. Man, so, if I had a nickel for every time, you know, 
Yeah, Nate, I'm I'm down for your baby tips, man. I'm oh, super down. For I don't you. even got any joke ones. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, sorry, dude. I got no joke ones. Oh, I bet all of your um, I bet all of your crying was implied too in your little baby. I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to pick my folks' brain about my baby demeanor, you know, because I don't I don't remember I was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just don't recall. And I didn't hear a lot of, like, stories. I mean, I guess my, my family's not really, like, the type that's got, like, when he was a baby, he always did this. You know, like, they don't like, talk like that. They have a different accent and stuff, you know. All right. Yeah. So, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't, I don't really know. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm smart enough to not crack, a, crack wise too much because I don't want the karmic reper- repercussions of just, like, it being thrown on me at some point, you know, being thrown on it's, me. It's 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 it, you know well just you know a bad a bad boy baby. I could see myself <laughs> having a bad boy baby, right? That could a happen. Bad, he's a bad boy. <laughs> like <laughs> I could have a bad boy baby. He comes out I with think. bloody knuckles already and like a black eye, and he's like ready to. He rip. comes out with a leather jacket on. Yeah, <laughs> and a switchblade. I don't want to have a bad boy baby, you know, and then I'm like, well, this baby was a bad boy from birth, and I just had to deal with it. So I'm the, trying to avoid that. Yeah, the Bobby Brown baby. You don't want that. You don't want that. Well, that's what's going on in my world. What's going on with you guys? You know, I mean, a lot of the same. We're, what, a year ahead of you, Mary, so a lot of the a lot of the baby stuff's still going on. Do they stop crying by then? Like, there's no more crying? <laughs> yeah, they stop crying at age one. They're done. <laughs> That's it. Even if it's a bad boy baby, it's done. That's right. They're done. <laughs> By they then, they're it, they're hardened life know. of crime. They're not crying. Year. You, if they're a bad boy baby, you wish they cried, but they there's no remorse. That's yeah. the thing. It's just That's true. Like they just, just like, did it on purpose. Baby, you gotta learn how to you know let go of these pent up emotions, <laughs> bottling stuff up too much. Bad boy baby. Well, I am. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's going to come through in the audio, but uh, the the back room that I'm usually in is getting worked on, so I'm out in the front today. So I think there might be crickets and motorcycles. So that's what else is going on. You have a little construction in the back room, huh? Uh, a little bit of just rearranging, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, not a little bit, like big rearranging, but so I can't be in there. Nate, gotcha. what about you, man? Um. Okay. Uh, just working a ton. The studio's running, and I'm working, and it's good. Oh, I thought when the hands, I thought when the uh, everything in slow motion record was done, you were gonna be resting for a little bit. No, not really. Um, <clears throat> I was wrapping up. I guess I had a little bit of time off. I mean, like a, a week or so, and then I was with you guys briefly. Then I was sick. I did have an ulcer. That's what I found out. Well, that's what it was? Gone, yeah. Dude. Man, I'm sorry, so, dude. Did you get that sorted? It's, it really isn't a big deal, apparently. So now I know. Uh, and I got it from taking uh, ibuprofen. So, Wow. So ibuprofen's out. So, uh, Well, I just took it too much and too regularly. I was using ibuprofen for like back problems. Basically, oh. like, my back was killing me. And I was taking ibuprofen every day, and you can't do it. They, no one told me. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure the bottle doesn't say that you can't do it. I didn't read yeah. it. <laughs> Dude, some of those like really normal over the counter, yeah. you know, pain relief. Right. Stuff, I knew that dangerous. Tylenol 
is is really dangerous, right? Right. I know that. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is ibuprofen, no big deal. But right. I already have like acid reflux problems, so mm-hmm. it was like that on top of taking ibuprofen to because my back was killing me because I was mixing for like all day long and sitting at my desk all day, mm-hmm. and so it's just like this, and and I was just stressed out. So it's just all these compounding problems, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and so then, yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much all good. So did now. you get your? Is your ulcer gone now? Like, is it? I don't know how yeah, that works. I mean, I have a, I do have a, uh, I think it's called an endoscopy, where they just put a little tube down your throat. I think that's what it's called. Um, I have that like scheduled, which I may or may not do. I'm still trying to decide because I just don't know if I care at this point. <laughs> Cause it's like, cause basically everything they told me was like, yeah, this is super normal. They said that ibuprofen's like the thing that does it, like for like the most common thing that's going to cause an ulcer would be like that. And you've been taking it a lot, so you're like, well, that. And I was taking it like every day for probably like three weeks, which are like, yeah, you can't do that. It's like meant to manage headaches. If you have a headache once in a while, you can take it or whatever. And he said if you have headache pain or whatever. You know, switch to Tylenol because it's better on the. You know, also don't take any of this advice because I'm not a doctor, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but at yeah. least take the advice to not take ibuprofen. I'm gonna, today. I'm gonna take the advice uh, that the doctors gave me. Well, it's not, it's listen. not shocking in a world where half the food that we eat we shouldn't be eating regularly. That the drugs we take shouldn't be taken. You know what I mean? Like, right. And part of it, too, is I have no like tolerance for that stuff because I don't get headaches just in general. It's not something that really bothers me, like hardly ever. And I don't really have like any chronic pain. So I'm sure my body is like, whoa, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> take a pop of like all these pills every day. Pop so pills, I don't take, man. I don't take medication like ever. So it was probably just like a little bit of a system shock. I guess. And I was just stressed out and I was traveling. So, well, I know we've got a fat, juicy episode um, with some great content, but before we jump to that too quickly, Maya, do we have a solid top five? We do have a top five. I know Nate, Nate needs that for his health more than anything dude, else. I'm, I'm a, now that the ulcer's gone, dude, I love these things. Now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, now I'm doubling. <laughs> I'm really going to lay into it. <laughs> no, man. Okay, well, that- well well, we'll do yours. No more right? ulcer. I, you, you you had a good point the other week, you know, that you had a good top five and we just kind of totally just pretended you never even suggested it. So we're going to do it now. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What if this I one feel sucks, like I feel guys. like the wording on this is so we, – we still haven't figured out a good cl- – uh, I'm I mean, still trying a, to understand it, but I have answers. Uh, but basically, do you want me to pitch the worst, it? Okay, yeah, you pitch it. All right. You meet someone for the first time and you ask them what their favorite song is. And it's the top five worst answers you would get <laughs> from someone. Okay. I think you should um, go last. So we, yeah, I feel like you. Okay. All right. I'll go first. I have thought about it frequently. Like, this is something <laughs> I think about. <laughs> this seems like a van game that we should be playing. Yeah. Um. So, so my, my, Mine all like really play on that moment where you ask them and they sincerely tell you a song, mm-hmm. and and like, so my first is, hey man, what's your favorite song? Oh, the Macarena. 
<laughs> yeah, that Dude, one is very much Macarena, in the spirit. <laughs> Macarena crossed my mind for sure. Dude, like, can absolutely. you imagine? And then they tell you, like, hey, I know that's kind of crazy, but like, my dad is uh, grew, grew up with him and like in the foreign country. And like, when I hear it and he starts crying, like, I, I can't I, like, imagine it being like super sad. But so, yeah, that's, Macarena, def- that's great. <laughs> okay. Number two um, is uh, Love Shack by the B 52s. <laughs> All time number one favorite song. The best part about that one is like, there's there are people, there are people who, who that's their favorite song for yeah. sure, hundred percent. It's I just don't get it. Like other than as a piece of of kitschy like history. Honestly, that history. one's like that's like a flex favorite song. Like, what's your favorite song? <laughs> You're not even ready to hear it. You're not even ready for me to say it. That one is more better if like they tell you they're about to play you their favorite song. And they get a little worked up, and then they hit play, and you don't know what's coming. Like, that would really blow your mind. Um, okay, number three. Hey, man, what's your favorite song? Oh, um, dude, it's Nookie by <laughs> Limp Bizkit. <laughs> dude, there's a lot of people who simultaneously love that song and guzzle some Mountain Dew, man, for sure. Yeah, but it could be anyone's favorite. Like, yes, yeah, know, for sure. If you were, if you were, uh, here's the thing: if you were a Limp Biscuit super fan, would that be your favorite Limp Biscuit song? No, it wouldn't be that one. It okay. wouldn't like be that. break yeah, stuff. There's, there's would definitely win, a right? good right? percentage of Limp Biscuit fans who would be like, "Yeah, that's it," for sure. Okay, okay, fair enough. Number four. <laughs> uh, hey, dude, what's your favorite song? Oh, it's um, when Disturbed did the Sound of Silence. <laughs> okay, there are definitely people. That one is happening right now. Dude, that one is that song is literally like someone went to the Sistine Chapel and just threw poop on everything. Uh, like, that's what, when I hear that song, I cringe so hard. Like, so hard I can't sit down for like a week. It is just... Such a beautiful song. Just and then, have you seen the video? Oh my gosh! I don't know that I've heard it. I'm glad I haven't. Oh, dude, you you need to hear it. It's so worth hearing. (laughs) It is your. (laughs) You have to hear it, dude. It's so cool. It's lots of epic like bells that you would hear in a video game, like church bells and like strings. And then he still sings like so super dumb, and he doesn't do the uh he doesn't cough or do the bark thing at all, which feels like a huge waste. Uh, of his talents, I'll, I want to I want to expand upon your Sistine Chapel analogy and say it's like if you if you got a got a guy who normally airbrush paints Captain America on the side of a van to do that. <laughs> 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 Chapel. I could yeah, um, I was tempted to say that my last one was the song WAP, which I just can't get my head around right now. Um, is that like a current song? Yeah, it's it's um, Nicki Minaj's new song, and it's just okay. super. It's just it's it's vulgar, but it's more stupid than it is. It's just super demeaning. Uh, anyway, um, but I will I'll, I'll do a hot take for the last one, and say that anyone who tells me their favorite song is a spoken word poetry song, that's stupid. <laughs> You're like, that's not a song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying that, like, it, that's a valuable art form for sure, but I just don't see that as a song. And I have, we have, obviously, we're super close to Levi and other people. I respect it and I see it as its own thing. But I have had people tell me, 
uh, like other bands that earlier in their career were like closer to spoken word, and maybe turned into music later. Like that's their favorite song. I'm just like, no, it's not because it's not a song. Um, so come at me. That's my. Yeah. Uh, now we need to like do a 30 minute debate on what a song is. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Jeremiah, what are your All right, five? So uh, do I have to do like the reenactment every time? Like, no, no, I just, no, I just needed that. I'm, I'm a bit theatrical. <laughs> yeah, he was having trouble getting there, but I think we got him there. You felt the All list right. was, was, was to the brief, Nate? Did I meet What's the up? Brief? Did I meet the brief, Nate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I know, I know when I pitched it to you originally, you were like, I don't really get what this is all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but here's my we, question, though. Is it a different question than top five worst song absolutely 100 okay so uh, that that was the what is because i figured there was i just didn't spend the time to think about it what what's the distinguishing because the top five worst well, songs people wouldn't <clears throat> say they're their well, we can talk this, about this when we do my when we do my okay. list because I, I can tell you that i think the answer <clears throat> jeremiah is that it adds the sincerity of someone loving it i do it's so different than that. just saying this yeah. song's awful all right all what right. do you got Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how does a song like that become famous? I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't even have a dance, dude. Like Macarena has a dance. Only in the great generation, in the great decade of the. I 90s, really wanted dude. to do themes on this one and just give like three or four for each theme, but I only did that once. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, Saint Anger by Metallica. Oh, dude. Like specifically the song, or just the you're just referencing the album, the song, the song. Okay, Saint Anger, gotcha. Yeah. Gosh, that is a weak, weak song. I, I mean, I I lived in Jacksonville Dude, when that song came so out, bad. and it was a hit. It which, was a really big hit for some reason, and I was like, this song is so bad. I mean, Jacksonville feels like the type of place where this question kind of just like <laughs> breeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jacksonville? Love Tell you, Jacksonville. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> I used to live there for two years, so I got I got love for it. All right, what else you got, Maya? All right, I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. Oh, Ooh, dude, that dude. is some people's. <laughs> yes, that's um, a major like shot call, dude. I love that. Is it okay? Is it worse? It, was it already that way, Jeremiah? Before all the R. Kelly stuff came out, is what, it like fifteen it, years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like before that he was famous and before the song existed. Yeah, and. It's all you know. It's all compounding, but um, yeah, it's it's all of it. Like that one's really lush to me for this answer. Like the, Wait, the what, lush to you? What do you mean? It's very lush, like with reasons oh, okay. why that's so funny to me in this. Yeah, category. I'm I'm with you. I totally agree with that one. I think that's hilarious because I know people who love that song. <laughs> unironically. Well, of do you course, know dude, how if many? It com- if it comes on, I'm gonna cheese hard and sing to it. But like. D- Jeremiah, do you know how many funerals that song has been played at? <laughs> Not even that. Honestly, how many tears I would have say been wept? You would have listening to, to you this would have song. to think about the percentage of funerals that have that song at it. It's not even a number; it's a percentage. In certain communities, it's I probably did not like 30%. know. I did not know that was a funeral song. Oh, dude, it's it's perfectly written for it. It's like I get, yeah, yeah. Did I you just play hadn't that? Even thought of it. As you as you lower the body, I mean that's just that's a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what else? The you juxtaposition got? of a body lowering and talking about something flying is beautiful. It's very. It's <laughs> this deep, is my. Dude. It's deep. This is my themed one. Okay, either Butterfly by Crazy Town or Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle. Oh. <laughs> 
songs that have anything to do with butterflies. <laughs> I, now I'm thinking that we should do a mashup. Can we do a mashup, Nate, of those two songs? I'm good. <laughs> I value my time a little bit more than that. I think it would sell in Jacksonville. That's all I'm saying. That's true, actually. <laughs> all right. All right. What's your last one? My final one is Christmas Shoes. By Which, hold on. Song. We skipped too quickly that. Oh, Chris, Christmas Shoes? Yeah. Oh, that's a really Did you say Christ- Christmas Shoes? Yeah. Yeah, baby. That song is oh. one of the most painful songs for me to hear. I get okay, lit so for when real. I hear that song. Yeah. What is it that lights you up, Maya, about it? Uh, Everything. The, yeah. Right? <laughs> the pandering nature probably is like, if I had to name the thing. Um, but it's bad. Um, it sounds bad. It's like <laughs> just bad lyrics. <laughs> it's just bad, it's, man. It's, 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 it's so the audio. Bad. It, it's the audio equivalent of a Thomas Kincaid painting yes big time i love it gosh this is so (laughs) juicy i i'm loving it dude because because it that's the thing it's so pandering it is it is such um it is such like conceptual porn like it is creating a world that people wish existed that doesn't Mm -hmm. like there are incredibly pure beautiful moments in life but that thing is so like that's a story like that song sounds like a story that grew from some grain of truth that then three successions of preachers used as a sermon story and it got the edges more and more until it became this just like bill gaither vocal like homecoming thomas Mm -hmm. kincaid thing and here's (laughs) the thing like honestly like i'm all for like the honest beautiful pure thing I was a worship pastor. Jeremiah, that song was requested. Like, no joke. I don't joke. doubt it. I People requested. It. Because How dare you do. besmirch Kincaid, self-proclaimed master of life? <laughs> <laughs> he can paint a beautiful painting, for sure. Uh, that's not the, the, yeah, the skill is not the, it, it's just like, that no, stuff. No, skill is the issue, too, here. It, there's no, this is, Okay, the, I think the Thomas Kincaid was like a good example, but it's like, it's like a high schooler doing a Thomas Kincaid, is kind of what this song is. It's you know, there's nothing impressive about it. You know, this is just boring and pandering. And you know, what better to do with a pure story than to like exploit it and monetize it into a song like this? Okay, but so it's much music so is pandering. Great. So much music to is that like level pandering. to that level. This I feel like, like almost all, almost all, like a lot of modern country rock, like country rock, like radio is literally that. Like we're gonna paint a picture I, I that can, we know people. I can agree, and those songs are if if I knew those songs as well, and if they were as popular in like in pop culture outside of country listening. Then I might would think they're on the same level. This is just such a okay. you know. Here's the at concerning Christmas thing, time, You're going to hear it five times. Why well, are you, you hearing know. it so much? I've only heard it twice, and both times where someone's like, "You got to hear this in a yeah. store." I'll they're say in, it's, the, in, it's in stores I, all the time. You've heard it in a store. Why? I have never heard it in a store. Wait, like in a Chick Fil A or something, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, but yeah, but it was a really light rock version with just a guitar. The playing first the, time I heard that song. Was at a uh, when I right when I moved to Atlanta, we went to this crazy, really fun Christmas party, and 
uh, someone sang it as karaoke, and that was the first time I heard it, and I was, my mind was blown. And you were weeping? Like, it was it was so awesome to hear it sung karaoke. <laughs> it does feel Here's, like it okay, good I choice make for one, you, Nate. And it's, on, I make and it's one. on Christmas Loop Music Radio, whatever that stuff is. Like, it's going to okay. be on that stuff. I want to make... And this, and this is partially because this is my. By the way, I hate of, Christmas of music list. already, so that that puts this on. Yeah, we, level. that's one point. You don't even listen to Christian mu- Christmas music. How are you hearing this song that much? Yeah, it blows. It's it. Knows I mean, I it, hear it knows Christmas that you hate it for sure. It insists upon itself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to make one point, okay? okay? And this is something we'll just keep thinking about this question forever until we die. There's no yeah. doubt. But <clears throat> truly, let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I like you, the idea of a Christmas song you being might, somebody's favorite song too. Anyway, this is right, right, right. <laughs> you might know someone who earnestly in your life you may you may have met someone who would say this is their favorite song, right? And you probably can tolerate that person. You know what I mean? They might be an older person who you like culture wise, or just like you're completely disconnected to. But maybe right. they're a part of a church or whatever, and you would know them, and they're perfectly nice, like normal person. Right, I have a high level, so of it's tolerance. totally possible. I think I could tolerate right. anybody in these. You know, oh, I'm trying to put together a list of intolerable <laughs> choices. <laughs> it already, it already seems like surprising, but I know it's true like that- Love Shack. I think is a better choice because if you met someone and their favorite song in the world was Love Shack, yeah, like how out. much could you possibly <laughs> have in common with them? <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: like, it's already kind of mind blowing that someone's favorite song would be a Christmas song. And I love Christmas. I like, love Christmas and music, I'm, yeah. And I'm okay with Christmas music. And, and you know, my brother might be someone who would say that maybe. I've heard people say, Oh, Holy Night's their favorite song. I, I can kind of get that. It's like an epic, classic piece of music. Mm-hmm. You get a yeah. really good singer to sing, it's going to just rip. But, like, in general, I'm already kind of out on, like, a holiday. It's kind of like, I don't know. But I need to know, song- though. I need to know if Jesse likes this song. Like, oh, there's no, no way. way. There's no way. Okay, there's no Dude, he is very into like sentimental things. But he this is not this is not a good he, Christmas he likes the song. Movie like, when they... oh, no, Nate, this is the key. If this song had been part of any part of our childhood, he would like it. He yeah, would, well, and he wouldn't song, admit it was. He it wouldn't, wouldn't know. have worked in in that context. The song <laughs> Jesse, doesn't. The song Jesse, doesn't have any room. Has gone down if you like this song. Yeah. I, this song doesn't have any room, right? I like, have one more point on this. It, like before, dominates right. before we general. move on to Nate's list. I just want to say, Jeremiah, that I do think the fact that you hear this song as much as you do is a real, a real like wake up call that you need to change some of the massive rhythms of your life. Like whatever it is that is making you encounter this song, you need this to get much, yourself right. You need to, you I need don't to know check yourself, I've, man. I don't know if I've. <laughs> like, uh, it's bad. Like, yeah. Well, it, you know, it's one of those where like if I hear it once, it might feel like I've listened to it quite a few times. So. Um, <clears throat> It's definitely like a hey, I need to cringe. Let's hear this song. Yeah, at Christmas time. It's probably the last few years the only time I've actually heard it. But if you had to go shopping in a public place, which I just don't do Christmas shopping that way anymore, but if you had to, like at a, uh, definitely at a mall. But um, yeah, if you found your way into any kind of. For sure, Chick Fil A would have. It makes me really want to try to get Atticus to like it. Like, can I get Atticus Mm. to like it, (laughs) or can I get access to your Spotify? Uh, All right, Nate, what do you got? Okay, I'm I'm gonna start. I got a Christmas song on mine. Oh gracious! I'm gonna start with 
if you s- told me your favorite song was All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that would blow my mind. <laughs> you would love that person. <laughs> Dude, imagine someone saying that. <laughs> what if you said, Nate, what if you were talking to someone, you ever been talking to someone and you ask them what, what kind of music they like and they say they don't really like music and you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> what hey, what's you know? worse, that or everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking about like, what if you said to someone like, "Hey, man, do you like music?" And they're like, "Oh, you mean like all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth?" Yeah, I'm into yeah. music. Like that's like their only example. Of what <laughs> all right, I'm doing "I'm Yours" by Jason Mraz. I think that's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. If someone told me that that was their favorite song, I would just know immediately. We're not. What's going the hook anywhere. on that one? I'm trying to think. I know it's got a billion words, probably whatever it is. The hook is something, 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 and ends with "I'm yours." Oh, I mean, there you go. I'm not gonna sing it. Coming I from could. a coming from it, an was that a radio single or? It's huge. You've got you okay. guys have heard it a million times. Oh, okay. I can it. hear the ending, the "I'm yours" part, but I don't know yeah. what goes before or after it. Well, you've heard a Jason Mraz song, I, I can so tell you, you know wait, no, what happened. If it's anything like any other Jason Mraz song, it starts with like, It's like, how can it I possibly take one of the coolest cultural things like rap and make it as lame as possible? Like, that's the brief on Jason Mraz's career. Is it closer to rap or scat? When it's hard to know the difference, that's when you know you're in a bad spot when you can't tell the difference. I mean, he's the guy can play guitar, awesome, and he sings, got a good voice. But he can wear a hat really well too. I would just say any one of the songs. He wears like Samuel Jackson. No, you know what hat I always see him on in my head is remember when people used to have like knit like winter hats that had a tiny little bill on them, and they'd wear them like cocked (laughs) to one, like not all the way to the side. I'm pretty sure there's a band photo with you wearing that hat (laughs) just like that. I I, I, one of my best friends used to wear one of those all the time. What was that? yeah, for sure. Uh, or, for sure. Or it was Jesse, but one of you two definitely. I feel like Jason Mraz is the kind of guy who wears one in the summer. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> he wears one to the pool. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. So Jason Mraz, fully roasted. Let's move on. Gosh, I have so many on this list. I got to pick another one. Ooh, these are all three like the same. I'm going with Who Let the Dogs Out. Oh, bah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's- hey, I've got a good story about that. Um, so <laughs> Hit it. I don't know I don't know if I like like bulldozed my high school girlfriend into not going to homecoming <laughs> or prom or one of those two but she was seemed fine with not going but I, again I was I was pretty like you just smack talked it every day I just at was lunch. probably like this is so stupid or whatever and yeah maybe she could have wanted to go I don't know she seemed to not want to go also so, on the night of the dance, I think it was homecoming, um, we lived like near this small man-made lake, and the school was on the other side of the lake, and we went to this uh, pier and just, you know, kind of sat around and hung out, and I just had this distinct memory of from across the lake hearing, ooh, let the dogs out. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, we made the right decision for sure. <laughs> Oh, that nice. made that made our night for sure. Yeah. Nice. All right. The do- that that song. So that song is, is special to me, Nate. And, <laughs> and it might be it, one of your favorite might songs. Been, it, it might be one of my favorites. Yeah. I like that. All right. If someone tells me it's a grand old flag, it's their favorite song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> or or 
more um, proud to be an American. Like, yeah. I for sure know people who that might be up there. I with think It's a Grando Flag is way funnier. Because it's like, that can't I don't know, man. It's, if if <laughs> that's like that's like what I don't know if there's a name to this song, but somebody's like, oh, "What's my favorite song?" I don't know the name of it, but it goes. What's your favorite? Song? I got a new first. I got a new first place. What's your favorite song? What's the one that the ice cream truck plays? That's my number one. See, is that Turkey in the Straw? <laughs> Which, by the way, did you hear about? Uh, <laughs> did you hear about a Wu Tang Clan and the and the Turkey in the Straw ice cream truck song? No. They re-recorded and re and they produced and wrote a new song for all ice cream trucks to use because the Turkey in the Straw has racist roots. So Wu Tang Clan was like, "We can solve that problem." So they wrote and pro- I haven't heard it. We need to maybe see. If we can I didn't. Know there was I gotta check my song. ice cream truck blog. <laughs> All right, uh, one more, Nate. All right, if you tell me that "Happy Birthday" is your favorite song, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a problem. I'm just imagining this this young man gets up to sing at his to speak at his father's funeral, and he he can't speak. He runs. He can't do it, and so he look looks down on his father's grave, and he starts to tear up, and he quietly just starts to. Oh, I can't speak, Dad, so I'm just going to sing your favorite song. Happy birthday. <laughs> like, just a super... Specifically in the Marilyn Monroe version, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking of a lot of runs. Like, he was doing lots of, like, vocal runs on it, you know, and, like, really... Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, really. Really Whitney. Just Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. like, just bash that thing to death. Like, oh, gracious. Happy birthday. That the when you started uh, saying your little bit there, it sounded like the the sketch where he goes Friday night. <laughs> it sounded like that. From, oh, the, I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the same setup. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I'm crying. So good. Oh, well, I just got a text from Missy saying the baby's asleep now. So we did it, guys. We did we it. Did we it. did it. Maybe we did podcasting it. is the solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, well, I know that it, when I don't have a solution, do you know who I can call for a solution, Jeremiah? Uh, the Ghostbusters. Yes, but who else I can call that the we plumber? have called recently and talked with for two hours? Oh, Matt Goldman. That's right, and we have recently caught up with one of our best friends and awesome dudes. dudes S- super producer. Uh, I mean, I could list off all of his Mighty Mighty Records, but... We caught you may up with remember him. him from the first episode of the Yet Behind the Scenes <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if you're a Patreon member, yes, you might. Um, and uh, uh, so Nate Nate Washburn's life partner. So mm, yeah, we so, are hurtling through this world together, no doubt. <laughs> so shall we? Uh, shall we listen to that? Shall we play that conversation? <laughs> shall we catch up with Matt Goldman? Yeah, was it two hours? That's crazy. Well, I haven't edited it yet, but it's that Oh, long. so it's it'll be long. like eight minutes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. There he is. Here I am. Here you Rock are. us like a hurricane. 
I was going to quote another old school Christian song that nobody knows by Daniel Amos. And you quit. Oh. Uh, rock you like a hurricane. Anyway, uh, Bicycle Shorts Man died. What? <laughs> we already talked about this. <laughs> Wait, what? Bicycle Shorts Man died? Willie Terry, he was always on the corner of uh, Briarcliff and St. Charles Place. I guess Nate told you. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, we were, I've only been on is, for a couple of minutes. That was it's the been first. a long conversation. It's it's going been going on all day between us. <laughs> oh, well, so, not a bicycle shorts man. Wait, so bicycle shorts man is a first of all, that's an amazing superhero name, bicycle shorts man. This is a, an Atlanta hero, like an Atlanta icon. Well, I, I, you call it a uh, you call it a hero. Oh, him a hero. He was a uh, well. He wore bicycle shorts. Okay. And he was uh, a slightly older African-American gentleman, fairly skinny, which accentuated uh, a certain bulge in his uh, bicycle shorts. (laughs) It kind of looked like there might have been a potato shoved down there. (laughs) So is that why everybody noticed him over the years? uh, Yeah, there's a corner he stood on all the time. He stood out there with a cane and just waved to people as they drove by. He may, have, he may have had something else going on. I don't, I don't know, but he's a <clears throat> bit of a celebrity. Well, did what was the rest of his ensemble? Was it just the bicycle shorts and the potato and the the aforementioned potato? Was like that the whole getup? No, he had a, he would have some kind of t shirt on, typically. Uh, I think some kind of hat sometimes. Um, okay. Didn't really notice the rest. Okay. Did he die of coronavirus or just normal? I have no idea. Okay. But I, it's, it's, I saw that it, 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 it on, a, on an Atlanta thing. It showed up that he. Whoa! Had, what was that funky baseline? That was me. That was looking up a video. Video on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, does anyone know the the motivation? The motivation of him standing out there, or was he just out there like apropos of nothing? Yes, exactly. So yeah, here's a here's a nine minute video on YouTube. It's a mini documentary. It's got eleven hundred video uh, views, and it was. Uh, uploaded on uh, 2009. Starting off this podcast with Matt trying to show us a YouTube video through a podcast <laughs> is the most Goldman conversation I've ever. This is so and we perfect. don't have his video. Of yeah. course, nobody else does, but not even we. You know what though? If if Matt Goldman's not trying to look up a video, I don't know that he's really working that hard. I would be like, is is the, is it a body snatcher? That's that's part of that's part of studio. I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a camera. If I, I could go on on uh, Ruth's uh, computer upstairs, but then I don't have a proper mic, and, mm-hmm. and it's all annoying, and I can't carry all my crap up there. And you don't need a camera. Yeah, you're right. We don't. It just kind of helps with the human interaction side of it, you know. Uh, but, we're trying to keep this on the minimal human level, yeah, though. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm really sorry to hear about bicycle shorts, uh, man. That's 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 tough news. With everything else going on, we didn't need that too. That's for sure. It's so, a big loss. Yeah. Yeah. Is Atlanta gonna have like a real proper like? Tomorrow there's for- a vigil. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I imagine there will be a lot of folks that show up to this. Uh, I just saw on Facebook that there's a there's a service tomorrow. Are you guys both gonna be wearing your bicycle shorts tomorrow in honor? I ha- I have. I, and it's a little late for me to. I think I've got. To, I can hit a twenty-four hour Walmart tonight. And uh, yeah, I don't have a set either. You maybe just pick me up one too. 
I'll swing by and grab them. Jeez, uh-huh. Louise. How's the studio coming together, boys? That's all right. Um, when, when, when were you there last? Uh, not since you were there. Okay. Because you know, I mean, did you test all the lines, the mic lines? No. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How's the virus affecting you and your family right now? Uh, Ruth's been working. Uh, they've they've changed their hours just a little bit, and she's getting her hours cut back just a tiny bit. But she's working, so it's a little weird because Isaac and I are mostly staying home. But since she's out every day working, it's kind of like, well, uh, what's the difference? If, if... <laughs> well, I guess we're exposed. Exactly. Thanks uh, a lot, Ruth. Yeah. So that's basically <laughs> what's going on. She's actually working right now. And, uh, uh, yeah, go out and wear a mask. And uh, there's really not a whole lot going on. It's actually uh, getting the... I got the uh, PPP loan. I don't know. If, did y'all, being self-employed, did y'all look into that at all? Jeremiah, did you? No, I actually didn't. Well, you should. Do you do you feel like that it, it did slow down things a lot for you guys? Like, oh, yeah. stu- I had a I had a record booked. It was supposed to start in May. It's going to be May and June, and that got pushed back. Nobody booked it. I had a few I had a few things cancel, um, hmm. and then. I've yeah, August the first time I've got anything booked and the May June record they rescheduled they were gonna start late July and work through August and then when there's this upturn in cases they got a little scared, partly because they're scattered around the country and they've all got to travel. Right. And also since they're you know, coming to the south, they were more worried. Uh even though they probably they were, they were going to be coming to Jellico, and y'all have been to Jellico, and you know that that is you're pretty much. It's uh, definitely a hot zone, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that record will happen eventually, I hope. Um, but luckily, yeah, some stuff has come in in August, right when the the PPP money has run out. I've actually got some work coming out, so it's coming in. So it's it's worked out as have well. Have you guys thought about trying to provide? live stream stuff for bands right now um i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) uh no only because uh i'm fine with sucking on the government teat for a little while Uh, i I don't think i mean i I, i'll i mean i guess had i not gotten that money yeah i probably would have scrambled and tried to figure out some way to do something uh but even then, it's just so easy for bands to do. I mean, so many people are doing something at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, right. And it's fun. Well, also, you've been filling the government teat for years, Coleman. So I feel like it's time you suckle a little. You know. <laughs> well, even if I haven't that that much, my dad has. So it's like, if my dad has, <laughs> your dad didn't got any got any big printers around that you can He's trade. Big in right into now? paying taxes. <laughs> can you <laughs> yeah can you tell that story matt about how how it was that your dad paid your way through school um my dad is a uh he's a salesman uh in the classic sense kind of like the glenn glary glenn ross salesman okay uh, 
and uh, like the de- not the death of a salesman, salesman, not that kind. Uh, yeah, maybe a little of that too. Okay. I think there's an inspiration there. David Mamet when he wrote Glengarry Glen Ross, right? He's thinking of Mr. Goldman Senior. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the seventies, my dad got involved in a. Uh, there's a bunch of barter companies. They're basically uh, a bank that doesn't deal with actual money. They have their own credits. It's almost like, you know what it's like? It's like an arcade where you'd go in and you'd buy tokens. Does you that- spend your money to buy it's fake like a money. like Dave and Busters. Only- yes, yeah. Exactly. And so instead of an arcade, it's a place where everybody went just to buy other people's things. So... It's weird. Now, you wouldn't just buy credits, but you could sell something through this exchange and get money, pretend money, that you could then go spend on somebody else's wares or services. It kind of sounds like you're just adding a step to the process. Yeah. Am I missing something uh, here? Um, so No, you're not so far, other than people like my dad have figured out how to work the system. And most people figure out to some degree how to work the system. Where, like, my dad would take a. That's uh, impossible, right? To work the most, system. Most people can't work a system, right? Nope. I mean, that system fails. No, I don't think that's. Oh, no, no, no. I think it's fair, that, no. That's a fair point. But what it is. <laughs> uh, I think he's right. Except okay. What no, I, I don't. I, I think you could set up a system that's designed to be worked. I, I will say, if literally every person is working the system, then that's the new system. But. You know. Right. Okay. Well, how maybe working the system? Some people yes would work the system. Some people just had to figure out how to make it work for them. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Turn it, turning a phrase. So, I'm my the song here. <laughs> he would get a copier. He sold copiers. He would get a, get a trade in on a copier that's worth almost nothing, but then managed to trade it to somebody else. He would basically then, he would sell things on the trade exchange that he wouldn't be able to sell normally, like a used copier. He didn't deal in used copiers, really. But if he had a used copier, he would unload it on the trade exchange and get a bunch of trade dollars that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Okay. Um, And that's what a lot of people did. But then there were some people who had, a lot of it was like, you still would end up getting some work that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. That's the biggest thing. It's like you, you, you're getting some income that is you have a, you're limited to how you can spend it, but you're getting some income that you wouldn't get otherwise. If you were so busy that you had all that you didn't have time to take on trade customers, then you wouldn't. But okay. if, but if you have if you're like oh I don't have anything going on right now and this person wants me to come pour a sidewalk for them and that's what I do and I'll take trade dollars because that's what they'll pay me, and that's you know that's just the sort of thing. That you so, but my dad would do a ton of direct trades. Going back to your original question, and uh, I lived in the same house my entire life. Well, not well up until I moved out. But I went to a different school almost every year because my dad would find some private Christian school somewhere that would take a copy machine for my tuition. <laughs> so. There was one or two years I went to the same school two years in a row, but mostly in in, my, in an effort to my parents in an in the effort to get me a better education, got me. Uh, I'm I shouldn't call it a joke, 
Uh, but you just did. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these schools had no business being schools. And you know the ACE program? You ever heard of that? No. no. Oh, it's the worst. So one of the couple <laughs> years, everybody, everybody's in a cubby. You have a little, like, uh, about two and a half, three feet wide cubby. And you would go through these pamphlets. They're probably about 15, 20-page pamphlets. And it'd be like a chapter of this or that, or, you know, whether it be math or U.S. history or whatever. You just read the thing and answer the questions. If you had a question... You, I can't remember why we had two flags. We had an American flag and the Christian flag that went in this little <laughs> three-inch round stand. And if you needed, oh gosh, you put up a different flag for a different kind of question. I can't remember what the question, what the what the categories were. But if you, had, if you had to ask a teacher a question, you put a little stand on the little ledge above your cubby, and they'd come over and you can ask them a question. But so most of my days were just sitting and just literally playing songs in my head like not singing (laughs) that's one of the saddest things i've ever heard (laughs) it's awful um yeah so i did that for two years so so i'm yeah i managed to by going to all these different private schools managed to get close to no education (laughs) so this like well-spoken super capable human being that we know like how did he how did we get him then like, how did he get here? Well, I appreciate you saying well-spoken, but liars go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, uh, well, we just proved your theology, Salad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just could read, and you just read the stuff you were interested about, I'm guessing, is the uh, answer. Yeah, I did read some. I'm, I, wasn't, I was never an avid reader. I think, uh, actually, you know, I don't know. There's no, I have no... Uh, do you, you remember? Do you remember thinking like everything they were teaching you was dumb and you knew it? Like it wasn't interesting, or you just weren't literally weren't learning? I was literally not learning. I was also lazy. I never learned to do homework. I never had to do homework. I always just took tests and passed, but I never handed in homework. Pretty much, Jeremiah, didn't that what you did? Yeah, that's for sure what I did. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I was and- terrible. I was terrible at at doing homework. Um, you know what though? Like when I was in middle school, um, the teachers caught on, and one te- one teacher in particular um, who kind of knew me outside of school because uh, my dad worked at at that school, and um, so she got to know me well enough that she knew that I was BSing my way through these book reports, but <laughs> she also knew that I couldn't lie. Like straight up, I would lie in the sense that like I was pretending I read the book, but she would put a question at the end: "How much of the book did you read?" And by the end of the year, it counted for like fifty cent, fifty percent of the whole grade of the thing. <laughs> and I'd literally put um, one page. <laughs> so you're the guy that if somebody says, "Go give me a coke," and you go to the coke machine, and you accidentally hit the wrong button, and you bring them back a drink they didn't want, you would be like. I hit the button and this is the what this is what came out. Is that which is that the kind of lie you would tell? No, well, as a kid, probably, but like now for sure, I'd just be like, oh, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, I would. I like. Did did we not all do that? We write. Uh, we kind of BS a book report. No, is this? Am I unique here? For for sure. So I'm going to go back to something that was said earlier. Than, uh 
I was talking about the the joke, the schools I went to. The school I was at, I think it was sixth grade. This is after a couple years at the ACE school um, where I was 10 years old. And I do remember my parents at least had enough sense that when the teacher told them at some point that I just needed to grow up, my parents were like, he's 10 years old. <laughs> um, but uh, the next school. Wait, she said you need to grow up. Like you're not a person who I'd imagine was acting out. No, oh no. I don't know. what. I, probably because I was daydreaming and not doing my work. Oh, you were just like thinking about Beatles songs in your head and she could tell? I, 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 I had, up to this point, I hadn't been introduced to any good music. <laughs> so what Wait, <laughs> what, what was the bad even, music you were even, jamming? <laughs> it's even sadder that you were jamming bad music. What was it? Uh, my older brother loved sticks and he would play sticks all the time. And I had a lot of stick songs in my head. I kind of hate sticks now. Um, <laughs> I did love and still love ELO, but a lot of it was like bad Christian stuff. Um, some of it's real bad. Some of it's just cheesy '70s Christian stuff. Um, but like you know, my parents weren't cool. They're great in a number of ways, but I mean, we we're, we were jamming Sandy Patty at home, and my mom knew better. <laughs> <laughs> they always know better when they're jamming the bad Christian music. They know better. They, they know that there's like the way better music that they could be listening to. Well, she ended up singing in the Atlanta Symphony Chorus. She was a music major. And like a choral, like a real vocalist. And then and at home, we weren't listening to classical music. We listened to garbage. So bad. Tons of the Bill Gaither trio and all the different derivations of that. You know, all the branches of. The, yeah, the Gaither vocal group and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, get some Mark Lowry up in this business. Let's oh, do it. Pre-Mark. But anyway. <laughs> so, uh I don't know how I got. That's it. how we judge time, pre-mark and post-mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the school I went to after that one was, uh, oh crap, it was an independent Baptist school where you know, we all had a uniform, of course, and it was it was silly. But I had a teacher that insisted Yosemite was pronounced Yosemite. <laughs> That's not a teacher. <laughs> in, in, in Hebrew, it would be pronounced Yosemite. You're like, it's not a Hebrew word. Like, what? I don't know what she was thinking, but I do know she was thinking. Well, she wasn't thinking. She was dumb. Uh, Had she not heard of Yosemite Sam at that point? <laughs> I think uh, I even brought that up. I don't. I don't remember for sure, but I do remember. On her, her grading scale, she didn't grade from zero to 100. If you turned in a blank piece of paper for a test or whatever, the worst you could get, okay, 69 was failing. And mm -hmm. so that was the worst you could get was a 69. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the lowest score you'd get. She was ahead of her time, just... man. That's what we do nowadays. So it was... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like I said. My education was uh, somebody come up with a really good word for how much my education sucked. But did did you say that your dad also used the same deal to get you into college? Yeah, the co yeah. I went. I I don't. I first went to Barry College, which was awesome, but I had such horrible study skills that I didn't do well. I just didn't bother going to class for the most part. Um, 
And what, uh, what were you doing instead? Hanging out with friends, uh, playing drums with whoever I could play drums with, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Having a good time. Uh, but yeah, I think at Barry College, I don't know exactly what the deal was there, but he gave them some kind of copy machine. But I think they ended up paying some money too. And Barry's sort of famous for throwing out lots of uh, scholarships. And I had I was I had a drama scholarship for some few hundred dollars or something. But then I went to Bryan College, and my dad gave him the copier that covered two and a half years of school. So I was stuck there. Awful. And you hated that, right? Yeah. We don't have <laughs> No, no, let's break it down. <laughs> the dark ages. It so, could, it's not as bad as Bob Jones, but it's uh it was it was bad enough to wish I uh had the guts to say, Hey, I'm not gonna do this. So yeah. Well, I sat with you when you convinced the seventeen year old not to go there. <laughs> It's a different school now, but they did have. I don't. Were you? Uh, did we talk about the stuff that went down in the last few years at Brian when he was there? We were talking. No. Okay, they had something going down where they had. They've gotten some more reasonable people there, except the current president was trying to get everybody to sign something. Basically, you couldn't work there unless you signed something saying you believed in a literal, you know, seven day creation. <laughs> Okay, um, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, that's not how things work." And anyway, I don't know what's—I don't know what the latest is with that. I couldn't remember if that was a factor in uh, that guy's decision. I couldn't remember if we talked about that or not. So you said Sounds your like mom, me and Aaron's alma mater. Yeah, it does sound a lot like our alma mater. <laughs> but yours yeah. is—I think yours is less conservative than less. It's less, it's less rulesy than Brian. more insane though. It's <laughs> the leadership. It, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, that's a whole podcast for sure. Um, the uh, so we your mom do a was roasting our former college podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we, just... we all we all just <laughs> have bad experiences. So let's go. Let's just go full on like a like a Comedy Central roast where we like really drop the hammer. No, because that, that has a a degree of like respect to it. Sometimes like, <laughs> I like this person. I don't have even that. You know. <laughs> oh, I know Nate would be all in on on dropping the hammer on his uh his one was it one Bullet semester? Again, Nate? No, it was two semesters. <laughs> okay, North North Central University. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was so your mom was kind of a professional musician in a sense, Matt? Uh, yeah. I mean, she taught when by the time like when we all moved out, she actually ended up teaching kids music. So I went professional in that sense uh but but a legit musician unlike myself um well, that's debatable so is that where you think like where the idea of pursuing music came from or the passion for it um i think how much was genetic and how much was environment i'm not sure nature, nurture yeah. um i always loved music like there was never, it was kind of interesting, like with my seeing my kids and other people's kids and like the way people gravitate to this or that or whatever, there was never, um, an element, I guess it just always affected me. Well, when you're growing up on Sandy Patty and sticks, you know, what, what are you going to expect? Yeah. <laughs> it puts like, all the like, were you saying as a kid, I want to grow up and be a musician or do music, or 
Yeah, pretty early on. I had a ma- I didn't play drums till I was 14, but I was uh, but I wanted to. And I like actually made a set out of something like Tinker Toys where I built a frame that I put books on and actually set up a like a fake kit. And that uh, wow. that thing that convinced my parents like, "Okay, we'll get him a drum set." Um and uh do you have a memory of like a certain drummer that like made the drums the thing you wanted to do? Not necessarily. I loved Steve Smith from Journey, and I still think he's one of the greatest, even though I'm fine not ever listening to Journey again. Um, <laughs> but this sounds... I'm I'm not like an awesome drummer. I'm fine, but I could always play. It was never... I had a friend with a drum set up the street, and I could just play drums. It was like, oh, I can do this. There was no figuring it out. Really? Um, so that that's a lot of reason because I did, I we did take piano lessons and that was like, I could learn it and I got to where I could play some stuff, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, super natural. I got where I could, you know, it sounded like I could play piano just cause I'd learned some pieces, mm-hmm. but drums just like, Oh, it's drums. I did. This is, I can do this. So that's why I did drums. And I, yeah, sure. Like any kid who plays, who plays music. Sure. I wanted, everybody wants to, be in a band uh i think i was the i think nate and i've talked a little bit i don't know if we i think we probably talked about this some like i'm not the kind of guys that get in bands to get chicks aren't the kind of guys i would ever hang out with um (laughs) and it really but i've recorded some of those guys i was gonna say unless they pay you to make a record in which case you have to be one of their part of their family member for like a month um but that mentality, so it's always been a passion for, I hate these word passion, it's a little, it's A, overused and kind of dramatic. <laughs> God forbid any melodrama yeah. in his, <laughs> his vocabulary. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, it was just always a thing. Music was always something that was going to be, I was going to do. Of course, my dad, you know, always like, we well, got to go to school and have something to fall back on and that stuff so i wasted those years fall uh, back. yeah exactly um it was a different time <laughs> and uh <laughs> i mean yeah so i but i didn't know when i was 18 20 20 even 25 that i was gonna re- make records i didn't start doing this until i was like 29 i think oh dang i didn't know that yeah i started late um but it was always there wasn't. It's, it's kind of funny because I have. I've, I'm sure I've told you all this before, but I've had interns who are trying to figure out if they want to pursue this as a career, and I always tell them, then don't. If you're trying yeah. to decide, then it's not for you. Everybody who does this does this because this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. There's a, I don't remember, I read some article, I don't remember who the musician was, but they, they put it pretty much exactly like that. They were like, if you can imagine doing anything else, go do that other thing. Like, <laughs> do, you know, like, the people who are doing it, mostly, they don't have, the, it's like, that's the thing that they're doing, you know. They're not, there's not some plan B, or there's not like, uh some other thing like oh yeah i think i'm gonna transition and do this stuff later like no right. there's, there's a certain kind of person that's okay having a music room and, and <laughs> you know, yeah and i'm not that kind of person 
Yeah. Did so I know we've had this conversation like dip in bits and pieces over the years, but I know people would be really interested. Can you like just break down really quickly like how you stumbled into recording then? Like was that just you bought a piece of equipment because you were excited for it or like you were around somebody that had something and um, or... at the time I was still in a band that I had the delusions would end up being having some degree of success. Like like getting to tour with Sandy Patty? Right. Um and uh but the bass player in that band uh is this Pil- is this Piltdown man? Uh, yes, yeah yeah, it's Piltdown okay. man. Uh my friend Alex Johns, we uh, we had a mutual friend named uh Oh, shucks, what's his last name? Oh man, it's Billy. Why can't I remember his last name? I don't know, but he does listen to this podcast. So you should- yeah. <laughs> was it was it Billy Bragg? Billy Miller? Uh, anyway, he had a studio in his basement. Well, he and his dad did long before people had studios in their basement. They had Pro Tools when it was. he was trying to explain to me how you have a virtual mixer in your computer. Because this was like, at this point, it's probably 98. Most major studios didn't even have Pro Tools at this point. Wow. Um, and he was doing a lot of uh, sound for film, like doing documentaries and that sort of thing and my friend alex said hey we could do that because for whatever reason he just assumed that i would have the technical aptitude and he was a way stronger musician than i am he could play everything pretty well and he figured we'd be a good team and we borrowed some money from his dad and by some miracle of god i'll say we found a used pro tools rig in the the local advertiser, which doesn't, I mean, the fact that we found that is astounding. And if we hadn't found that, I don't know how we would have gotten into it. Um, but we got it and just started figuring stuff out. And uh, I had a friend, this is obviously way pre YouTube and I didn't have, it was hard to learn. I didn't have any way to learn. Mm-hmm. I'd had a couple of friends in the business. I didn't even know that I should go intern somewhere and learn something from somebody. I didn't know that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously wish I had. I have a friend who had a studio. Actually, he was partners with Dave Cobb, who's now like the biggest Nashville country dude. And my friend does sound for Archer. Hmm. And he came over and he showed me a few things, um, but not he goes, not a ton. And I would call him with questions now and then. Um, but just kind of figured it out. And uh and it got to a point where my friend Alex and I just made sense for us to split up because he was, I wanted to do more bands and stuff. And he wanted to do, I didn't blame him, but I just knew that that's not where my gifts are. I'm not going to sit and make jingles all week. Uh, I'm that's not what I'm going to do. And so we split up and I did a record for bulletproof records, a band called Annie, which is still, I'm kind of still a little proud of, given it was my first actual record. It's not that bad. What's the record called again? I know we've, put, we've listened to it before. Sci-Fi Canon Blues. Hi-Fi? Sci-Fi. Oh, Sci-Fi It was Canon a misheard Blues. lyric. They decided to name the album the misheard lyric. Oh, that's good. Do you, do you Have you ever thought about how much of your life education trade has come from, like, proto craigslist type situations like bartering like (laughs) it seems like it's a running theme 
Well, I know that it's funny. Y- y'all know Matt McQueen up at Gym City. Yeah. You know? I don't know if Nate's done this as much, but Matt and I, I definitely, I supplemented my income substantially in the early days, just flipping gear. Cause I would be, you know, always looking in Craig, pre Craigslist, but always looking for you stuff and making trades and upgrading gear, getting rid of this so I could get this other thing. Um, so yeah, there's always, and yeah, I, I don't do that. Huh? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not interested in that. There's just something about it that I just like. I've never, I've never had the desire to do that. If I get stuff, I I want it. It's mine. Yeah, I just have a. I have a. I had a. I was prepared to buy anything if it was a good deal, and I would flip it if I needed to. But I was always just like, I'll have the money. I've got money set aside. If I have to use a credit card, I'll use your credit card. In fact, I found a receipt. The other day of a, a Marshall JCM 800 I bought for $375. Um, Dang. Yeah, and I flipped it. And what's yeah. really funny is that I didn't have $375 to buy it. So a friend loaned me $375 for me to flip it. He didn't want to flip it himself, but he loaned me the money. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, we noticed, Matt, because every time you'd come back from the bathroom, you'd have to tell an intern that he needed to go meet some guy three exits away <laughs> like to get a to get a used, like, tube screamer or something uh it seems like you were always like sniffing around on the good deals there which i'm guessing you picked that up from your dad obviously yeah i think uh there's a I, I, yeah who knows how many things i learned from example that i don't even i am unaware of learning it right uh, so so you did that any record and that just kind of snowballed into everything else right from what i remember yeah yeah um i did another record for uh, another band on the same label, Luxury, which was actually a really good band. I've done a couple other records for, well, one other record for them. And uh, the, it happened that Copeland was a fan of Annie and Luxury and a fan of a band called Dennis and Mars that I recorded. And so I got to do the first Copeland record. And that's probably where the real, the tipping point was. They put your name out there and spread the good, about the good Goldman vibes. And the word just got out there, huh? Something like that. Yeah, but then obviously people really know you because you're the drummer for the Small Town Poets. Right. Um, it's just real fame right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who may have opened for Sandy Patty at some point. Can we check on that? I don't think I don't think it's likely. We did open up for Stephen Curtis Chapman once. Oh, but- well. That's as that's as probably as big as it got. Matt, can you tell us in verbose detail what that experience was like? No, <laughs> I, I remember doing it a little bit. I remember, I remember it being a really huge crowd and it being like a house kit that was like a little uncomfortable to play. And I imagine about twelve percent of the audience knew twelve percent of the songs we were playing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Dude, you should have played The Great Adventure. They would have all been ready. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been a really cool power move to just play like the biggest <laughs> Stephen Curtis songs before he can come out and play them. You think that's in any kind of contract with with, with bands at that level? Well, like, you hey. won't you won't ever get that gig again. I mean, that's Yeah, but you know, if you contract. didn't think you were going to get it again anyway, just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. we should have played a four today song that whole tour. <laughs> uh, there's no way we could have even pretended. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, 
so everybody knows you for all these amazing records you've made, but what they may not know that we know is that you are a bit of a uh, board game aficionado. Is that is that a fair thing to say? Is that a fair way to say it? I don't know if there's a term for it. I'll not- s- I'll say that I know board game aficionados. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I, I hang out with them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm. On, I yeah, but I, I I I I can't say I'm in that. I'm in the I'm in the club, but I'm like I'm not gonna be. You know, I'm not an officer in the club. Gosh. You're still a step closer than almost everyone. Yes. Um, yeah. But you ever heard of Garfield games? <laughs> Garfield. Is this Garp, a Garp. I, I looked it up. It, I don't know how to say it. We need to ask him. It's either Garp Hill or Garfield. <laughs> You, uh, no. Have you heard of these games? I think Nate decided it was Garfield. <laughs> oh, I know, but that was when we were doing Garfield jokes. We're not going back to that, are we? <laughs> uh, there's said- Age of Artisans, Paladins, Architects of the West Kingdom. Oh, yeah, I have Architects, and uh, I have uh, uh, Raiders of the North Shore, maybe. It's the same artist, but, I don't, uh, but a different design. Yeah. Same, no, same game. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, the the uh, one of the owners is... Uh, a member of the our guy, Patreon. the guy who designed yeah. the games, yeah. Mr. Garfield, a member of your what? Shem Shem Phillips. He's a member of. He's a patron. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, crap. Now I can't see what I think about his games. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a half hour off of our conversation. Yeah, yeah. And- I have Architects, which I do really like, um, and I have Raiders of the North Sea, which. Now, see, I would tell you a funny story if you knew anything about the games. I'm not going to bore your audience if they're Please even. Please do. <laughs> the first I, time Isaac and I played that at a game convention, and we were taught wrong, and we were taught in a way that extended the game more than twice as long as it should have been. <laughs> it was over four hours long, and it should be about an hour and a half. Oh wow! It was bad, but we still sort of enjoyed it. Um, I could tell look, this, uh, there's something cool here. This is a cool thing, but we are playing it wrong. And not gonna, the, it's, it'll be boring to explain to you what, how the wrong way we were playing it, but it extended it like crazy. But, but that one, it needs to, there's an expansion that goes with that. I need to get. That's one thing about these games. Not just the, not this this company, but most games have a little bit of DLC going on that most gamers aren't super into. Right get the game and it's a pretty cool game and they put out some of something else so like hey yeah now it'll be a better game if you buy this and some people are not happy about that some people love it some people get so stoked about buying all the expansions um and i don't know if i care one way or another just if, if an expansion is good for a game yeah somebody i'll buy it if somebody says oh that expansion is great you should buy it then i will i mean yeah. you you are pretty comfortable with the i mean Board games are expensive. Like these, these types of board games are expensive. Right. So you're, I mean, you know, you can recognize like, oh, I'm going to play this game and it's going to cost me 90 bucks with the base game and the expansion and whatever, you know, like that's part of it. I think people get upset because, yeah, it's like, that's a lot of money, especially if you can't play that much or you don't have, you know, mm-hmm. like that can be, it can be an expensive hobby for sure. Yeah. What? Do board gamers have a have a title? Are they just gamers too? I think it's called. Yeah, I think it is called by gamers typically. Okay, so uh, we can we can take it as a positive testimonial that even played totally incorrectly, you found Shem's game to still be enjoyable. Yeah, and I, I did buy it. So it looks oh. like a 
waited. It's on sale right now. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's got them all on sale. And just, you know, so we don't turn anybody away, uh, Nate threw out that number that's not referring to these games. These games are in, like, the 30 to $50 range, so... Yeah, I was more saying like if you buy a yeah, game like, new and it's sixty bucks, and then the expansion comes out and it's thirty bucks. Yeah, that, oh yeah, just games can get bucks. that expensive. Yeah, I was just oh, some games are start at ninety bucks. Yeah, the, the number one game. Okay, there's a, the I mean the name the word geek is in the name. It's called it's a website Board Game Geek. It's as nerdy as you get, <laughs> um, but there's a board game ranking that's uh, contributed. I, th- I think there's a. Um, there's both user rankings and like the official, you know, like a meta. So it's like it's like the it's like the Rotten Tomatoes of board games, basically. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, the number one game it has been since it's come out is a game that right now I think is 150 bucks. Um, but it's the number one game, and it has been for a while. I don't own it. Um, What's it called? Doomhaven. 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 Oh, that's cooler. And uh, that's number that's number one right now. Number one for a long time, hmm. basically since it's been out. I think apparently you can play that by yourself, which yeah. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Everyone goes to bed, <laughs> I play it by myself. Coming from the man who, when I asked you once if you'd ever been to dinner or the movies by yourself, you're like, it's my favorite thing. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dinner much less than movies. I like in the past probably five or six years, I've really enjoyed going to movies by myself. <laughs> In fact, I would say 75% of the movies I've seen in the past five years have been by myself. I just just love that image in my head is just of Nate being just totally satisfied. I like myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you you grow up playing board games or is this a thing that came to you more recently? Uh, My brother, my older brother, who's a little nerdier than me, only a little. I'm not going to pretend I'm not pretty nerdy. Um, he's def- he's nerdier for sure. Yeah, uh, he got into him somehow. I'm not sure how, but he introduced uh, us. I don't know. So many years ago, with a card game called Dominion, he was over at my parents' house. We were all there for something Thanksgiving or something. I don't know. He taught Isaac and me. Isaac's my younger son. Isaac at the time might have been eight. I'm not sure, um, but Isaac. Really latched on, loved it, and so and I I enjoyed it, but as a lot of the motivation at the beginning was it was something for me to do with my kids. Mm. Isaac was more into it than John, but John, my older son, would play games with us, but it wasn't something he liked to do. Isaac likes it, and also is uh, really really hard to beat. Um, it's. In general, when you, when I have a group of friends together and Isaac's playing, we all know we're all playing for a second. <laughs> wait, so what? Wh- so drums so what, are to you as board games are to Isaac. But what? Are, what? Are, what? Say that again. Drums are to you as uh, board games are to Isaac. Yeah, for sure. What is he it? Just, he just gets it. Can you break it down? Like, what makes him? So, I would love to hear Nate's thoughts too, because I know he's probably played with him. Well, like, what I, makes him so I, good? Well, Nate is probably really annoyed with how at the end of every game. <laughs> Like I love Isaac, so I know that what I, my perception of my experience of Isaac is very different than everybody else's, and I know. So, well, after a game, whether Isaac has won or lost, he will basically go over. He'll analyze his game 
but not with his in not in his head, you know. <laughs> he doesn't do much in his head. No. no he, <laughs> he does not have an internal <laughs> Yeah. Um and it's not because it's not because it's quiet. It's the you're like there's it's always coming out of his mouth. And so yeah, he'll uh, even after he after he'll he'll recognize after the game, oh, this and this movie, this is what this is why this is why this is why I won. Or if I, and, but even and I won in spite of this this one bad move I did, I won in spite of that move. And it, it's a little annoying. And every time I have to tell him, Isaac, in your head, it's okay. You say it it make <laughs> like you're rubbing it in their face that you won. I know that's not what you mean to do at all. Right. But I'm that, curious though, are you impressed by his understanding even afterwards? Like he just oh, is getting it on another level. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm totally it's 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 not as much this way now, but when he was younger. Like it was a little unfair. Like when I played against him, I would, I played to win. I never tried to let him win at all. But mm-hmm. if we were playing with other people, I was just as pleased with him winning as I was with me winning. Probably a little more so. I was so. Isn't that, isn't that the definition of being a dad? Of being I a parent? Imagine so. But I also know some dads dads who are like all about, you know, crushing their kids and making. <laughs> <laughs> I beat oh. you, son. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so there was it was always you know that most people who love to beat their kids love to beat their kids. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I think I get it. It's not a, not a many layers of uh, you know. <laughs> at, at what age did he start to beat you all the time, like consistently? Gosh, maybe close to the beginning, probably. Like he was how old? 12 13 so this is like right when we met you you just started getting into board games yeah it was kind of a new thing for us um and uh there's uh, there are some games that i can beat him in there's a, there are a few games he's not as good at but there's some games he's pretty good at and it's just so hard to beat him um we keep playing if i have one friend of mine jay that nate knows mm-hmm comes over and we'll play this one game just like let's try to beat him again we just every you know every week or so we'll get together see if we can beat isaac in this game and we never do is he interested in competing no okay he's also he's pretty good at uh at smash bros but he's got no interest whatsoever going to any kind of Mm -hmm. competition thing i'm kind of like hey we should try it out sometime he's like and he's like i'm not good enough he's just confident he's not good enough really okay but I don't know, and I can't say because I, I watch him play people online. But I know that does that barely counts. But he usually wins. I don't know, Nate. What do you know about that? About Smash Bros. Yeah, I would. First off, I really suck at Smash Bros. And like to the point where I own it and I just don't play it ever. <laughs> um, and so I would never play him because I just don't like doing things I'm terrible at. Um, but I've watched him play and it seems like he's good. I, I also, with that game, because I'm so bad, I, it's hard for me to recognize like what makes like the really, really good players good. Right. That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily asking you to judge how good he was as much as, do you know if like the online play? If oh, that's well, what I, if I played online, I would get beat every time for Housed, sure. bro. Yeah. Well, and I think honestly, the people who play online, like online, is pretty competitive. Obviously, if you're going to a like a tournament or whatever, you know, there's, you know, that's 
usually people kind of a step above, but the only way you're ever going to know is to actually go and do right, it. And, exactly. you know, I think it'd so. be interesting unless he has a really difficult time losing. Like it'd just be a really cool experience. I think. Yeah. I'm, uh, maybe I can convince him one of these days. It's a little weird because both my kids are smart enough to know. I can't really make them do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I'm how, like, how old were they when they figured that out, Matt? Pretty young. I mean, they were never, like, bad. But they had that this sort of thing. Maybe it may have been partly our mine and Ruth's fault that we always... Treated also, them like people? Yeah, we treated them like people. Um, Big mistake. Exactly. Um, and uh, and so there was a degree of autonomy that they were aware of that they had, and uh, not and not that they were ever rebellious really at, at all or anything, but it's still that degree of this sort of understood. Yes, I'm the boss of you, but I also know I'm not gonna really make you do something and what you know, what am i going to do right so. i think i think it's pretty telling that you have two kids who a don't aren't making uh tragically bad life choices and b that they like hanging out with you that that seems to well, be does. john does john likes to be alone in general he's like nate he's, he'd always rather just be alone <laughs> i wouldn't always rather be alone but Thanks i down for a party yeah, I, I feel like I, I try to balance it as much as I can, but I definitely enjoy being by myself a lot. Like, I just, and I need to be by myself. But, I you know, I, I go on tours, and that's no alone time. You're just doing, you and know. And I've been on tours with people who clearly love alone time, and that's not, you're not like them. Like they, no, I feel like I can compartmentalize stuff pretty well mm-hmm. as far as, like, what I need. And then when I get home from a tour, though, then I really do need to sort of... Yeah, be by myself. You're, yeah. you're, I feel like you're, boy, you're certainly way more sociable than I am. You're like, you're maybe not as outgoing as Aaron, but you're at least as sociable. Like when we get to a venue or mm-hmm. like, you kind of want to be in the thing. I really thought yeah. you first compared the two of you. I thought you were going to say, you're really not as, as outgoing as me. I was like, Jeremiah, you. Yeah, you don't really know him like no. the rest of us do. <laughs> You're definitely. I think I'm the, like the lead. Yeah, I, you know, I dude, I'm so, Wait, so but awkward. How, what's your relationship setting. with a- alone time? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I love it. What do you mean? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you feel like you need it? Like, are you like? Uh, do like, you... I don't feel drained when I'm on tour, uh-huh. but I'm I'm not. I don't understand how to. I just feel like I'm awkward. Mm. Like in band settings, like I, de- I always like the odd guy out, you know. Like, I just don't. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm not a cut I, up. I, I, I want to find the one other guy who wants to like wax philosophical about some dumb thing for a long time or something, you know. That's I'm gonna bad. say, uh, uh, I don't know how to put these words together because there's a, a a way we judge people which is i think really unfortunate in that funny people in general are really well liked everybody likes mm-hmm. a funny person and 
there are a lot of people who aren't hilarious people who should be just as liked. And I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's just a little unfortunate because I do, I, I think of like the, you know, think about the, the extrovert who like is the life of the party. Um, you know, I'm talking about Aaron guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, see, I just think it's interesting how, how, um, how that's just what we, most people just kind of gravitate toward. Right. And, uh, and I know that I'm like, yeah, sure. Every once in a while I say something that's funny, huh? That got a laugh, but I'm not right. that guy. I, I would, I think I'd be considered, I think I'm an extrovert in that I like to be around people. I don't cherish alone time, but I'm also not the big personality that comes in the room and the party starts. I'm not that guy at all. Yeah. But, but I think, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think people, uh, they confuse energy for actual uh, funniness. Like, uh, big energy, may, oh yeah, he's really funny. It's like, well, he's he's loud. I mean, I get, I, I mean, people might say that about me. I don't think they would generally say that I'm funny. But I know other people that it's like, oh yeah, that guy's funny. It's like, well, yeah, but he's not nearly as actually funny as Goldman would be or Jeremiah. I, mean, I feel like, right. the, I feel like the first time Missy really got to hang out with Jeremiah when we were dating, like... Now that was like six years ago. And as soon as we left, she was like, he's really funny. But she had been around you several times and mm-hmm. and you just would kind of, you know, you were interacting, but you like this, you know, it hadn't been turned on or it wasn't the right moment or you didn't have anything to say, or me knowing you really well, you just didn't have anything to say. And this right. day you did, you had a lot of stuff to say. And so I think like, yeah, people being energetic isn't necessarily the same thing as being funny. But Matt, people, I used to joke that people would, come to like when we had our house in Charlotte, people would move there because of me, because I had this almost, and I, and I think it's, I hope it's natural, like this aggressive uh, friendliness. I just am that way. Um, I want to be- Hostile friendly. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be your friend, but they would stay in the long term more for Jeremiah. And it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of like they'd, they'd get to know him and there'd be something there that'd be more solid to them or whatever. Um, Right, so I, I just challenge their manhood. Yeah, that's we miss out. <laughs> we miss out on getting to know some folks because we are so easily distracted with funny. Even though, not that, not to read too much into what Missy said, but I was thinking about. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna attach something to it. Like there's, you could imply that there's a value to being funny. The fact that she said right, right. Um, when if he wasn't funny, he shouldn't be any less. Valuable, right? Well, I think actually what she was what she was getting at is that he's fun, which I think sounds light, but it isn't light. I mean, what what she's really saying is he's enjoyable. Like I enjoy. I come across as a as a downer, right? Like my I have a um, I don't think I have the uh, RBF thing, but it's it's resting Eeyore face. It's just a stoic, you know. It's just like maybe a little bit absent. and you know, I'm not terribly quick, quick usually, um, and I don't laugh unless I think something's actually funny, and like it has to be pretty smart for me to laugh, you know. So I think that I come across. I think I give a very negative first impression. I've learned that over my life, and so I work on that a little bit. But uh, well, I think know. what she was what she was getting at was that like she really enjoyed you, and I think. Uh, and I remember saying, like, oh, yeah, do you think I hang out with him all the time because he's a total bummer? 
Like, <laughs> like, is he basically like the like the sermon of friends? Like a friend, like I don't like this sermon, but I'm gonna make myself listen to it because I feel like I need to get something out of it. Like, right? You know, and I think it was just that recognition. Um, but yeah, it, I think you're right, though, Matt. I I I wonder if some of it too is just like it. It takes the like weight of interacting off. Because you're just laughing. Like for a lot of people, I think that's it. Because social interaction can be so full of anxiety or confusion or it's just not fun for everybody. So if somebody's kind of taking that load and being funny, like, hey, we can all just sit back and laugh and enjoy the show uh, and and not have to actually engage and figure out like, oh, I'm not able to hang, you know, emotionally or intellectually or socially in some way. Uh, that's the that's the negative view on what that could be about. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let it down. Yeah. But I think but I think those people find each other too. Like yeah. they're not they're less interested in the like boisterous like like you were saying Aaron like oh no that person's just loud. Um, yeah, yeah, for not, sure. Not actually, I've known know, people like that who people are like, oh, this person's so funny and whatever. And then I'm around them. I'm like, I just don't really like being around them because they're just Matt, noise. Hey, Matt, he's you know? still talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about you. Right. Y'all can take this out. I was going to say maybe, the, but those are the kind of people who probably think Letter Kenny is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched it. Is it, Shots is it, fired. Is it not funny? <laughs> I, I've only seen a little bit in. I didn't think it was funny. The there joke definitely wears off real quick. Gotcha. Uh, Never seen it. Yeah, it's like, and it wasn't like I didn't get it. Oh, I got it. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> hey, guys, this is just a quick interruption to invite you to check out the Epicenter. The Epicenter is our Patreon based online community. If you're enjoying this podcast, you should check it out because there's a ton more content just like this. There are three different tiers with tons of other perks, like exclusive music, video content, and merch, with more being added each month. And it's all built around a Discord server, where we hang out and keep each other encouraged and inspired. Additionally, there are bonus episodes of Between the Notes each month available only to Patreon members. Right now, the patrons have access to a whole series of episodes we are doing on our 2010 album, Yet. It's a track-by-track breakdown, and the most recent one is on our song, Poor. In it, Jeremiah and I discussed the writing and recording of the song, but the bulk of it was us discussing if the lyrics still hold up for us today. If you want to hear that conversation and get a ton more awesome content just like it, maybe take a minute and go check out The Epicenter over at patreon.com slash The Epicenter. So you, you do like, you know, so when you say you're not a gamer, but you also say you're not a drummer, and we all know that you're full of it. So, right. so we're just going to consider you. You do several. Is it several per week or per month, like game night type things? Oh well, I mean, it's been uh, obviously that's been shut down lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, I usually try to get. I mean, Nate and I almost weekly. Um, well, especially well, things have changed since the studio, um, and we still get together at your house. Like when when we both worked at the same studio. It would be yeah every week at least right, right that we'd play a game, um, and uh, but yeah things have definitely changed with uh, in the past couple of years just because traveling if we're like if if I'm working on a record and you're 
mixing a record, then we can't right. play a game because we're in two different places. So. Right. But there are there are like there were meetups all around town. Like Monday night, there's a bunch of people got together at a pizza place. Uh, there's a win Tuesday night up a, a little too far away. But there's like every night there's something somewhere just about. Mm-hmm. And Isaac and I would often go to those, <clears throat> but not always. But uh, uh, we're we're working towards like. And there's, there's one like every Saturday, but that's also been shut down. So all the gatherings have stopped. Um, and we've had some friends over, which maybe you could say is irresponsible. I don't know. But I mean, Nate and I have been seeing each other at the new place. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what difference is it is if you come over to my house and, if, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think we've established that that since Ruth is already risking your family's wealth, health and well-being. so. Exactly. Uh, that you're good to go. Wait, didn't you used to have some of those groups meeting at the studio like a couple times a week? Gosh, uh, well, that was there, different. Yeah, there was a, a role playing group. And that that was one of the things that John was into. John is more into the role playing games, and I'm less into the role playing games. So that was something I would I did because I wanted to do something that John wanted to do. I'm not I'm not against it, but it's not something I I I would usually choose a board game over like. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. That reminds me of, I think this is like right when I moved to Atlanta. And I think it was somebody else in the room and was like, oh, what are you doing tonight? I think maybe it was like the band you were working with. And you're like, oh, I'm playing a Star Wars role-playing game, you know, tonight or whatever. And then someone piped in. It might have been me, but I think it was somebody else. And I was like, oh, it sounds awesome. And you're like, yeah, not really. (laughs) 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 It's just not as much your thing, you know. Right, but it um, it well it depends on the group and that sort of thing. Like I guess a board game depends less on the group. Um, I see. For me, the the board game thing, the more I do it, the more I want to do it with a a group, you know. But I I would say yes, it depends less on a group than than role playing games. If you're playing with people that you don't know or don't like, then it's really not very fun at all. Um, but yeah, board games. Are, are I still think it matters, like, you know. Although that kind of leads me to the the this the story of when I first moved, the the game <laughs> the game that we played consistently uh, with ramen, <laughs> which is like a very weird. Uh, Don't have five tribes or no 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 no. The uh, I meant more like the weekly game that we played because it was you and me. And we would leave the studio at like we only went a couple of times, but go ahead. Oh, we went at least six times because I, I remember playing a bunch uh, of different games. Okay, I remember three, but go ahead. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> we yeah, but it was just like we would leave the studio like at night, drive <laughs> to like a hotel, and that we we weren't staying at, and then meet you know, this guy in the lobby and play in the hotel lobby until like three or 4 a.m. He's exaggerating a little bit. No, we definitely <laughs> stayed that late. We definitely stayed that late. Don't you remember that? Like this guy, though, was he was like, like. Well, you've played five tribes since then, though, haven't you? Yeah, a bunch. OK, because because after you beat him in five tribes, like I don't want to play that game again because I beat ramen. So, <laughs> yeah, that was. I didn't. I don't know how I beat him, uh, but I beat him. I guess. Yeah, this is another one of those guys who's way too smart, and we almost never beat him. I beat him once in a game, but he was a 
uh, really fun guy. I mean, he was, it was, he was Indian and it was kind of funny cause he barely had an accent unless he was talking to his children yeah. on the phone. And then like, this <laughs> huge Indian accent came in and it was awesome. It was pretty switched <laughs> on. When, when you were playing that star Wars game, do you remember what your character name was and what your attributes were? I was a doctor. It was like, we'd only did that a few times and it was like, yeah, I barely remember. Like, I can remember the D&D stuff we did way more than that. What was your D&D character? I'm uh, interested. Uh, he was uh, 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 Brindle Springstang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was he? Uh, I think he was... Uh, he was like a halfling, wasn't he? Or or he was a rogue. A halfling rogue. Yeah. Um. And that and he was, was so cool. Yeah. And uh, that was with Nate and Tyler and John and Isaac. But Isaac was really young and didn't, the role playing thing wasn't really his, less his thing than mine. Um, yeah. But, uh, but that was, that was fun. That was with my brother. And that was, uh, I still want to play with Tyler DMing because I think that'd be a lot of Tyler, fun. Tyler's a good DM. Your brother's a good DM too, though. But yeah. So you do enjoy that? You said you didn't like role playing games that much, but you do like. No, I did. Okay, I don't mean I'm. I, I wouldn't say I don't like role playing games. I'm just saying, in general, I'd rather play board games than role playing games, unless I get just the right group. Because role playing is here's okay. There's the I, I've never played the game with y'all. That you have that the the kind of app game that y'all play that's real hilarious and kind of it's like basically a party game. A uh, Jackbox. Yeah. Mm. I've never played that. That could probably be fun no matter who you're playing with, unless you're just playing with dummies. But it can be right. you can play with strangers and it can be fun. I don't I don't I've played it with people who weren't as funny or willing to go there and it wasn't that fun. It was right. like I was ready to be done. I'd but, never play it like with my family or anything like that, because that would be terrible. It's only it good at two at in the morning on tour. That's when it's good. <laughs> and, it, and and if you try to play it outside of that and you're like, Yeah, it's just not doing it. Okay, bad example. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm just trying to think of. There are some party games where the group. Yes, you can have somebody who's a bad player or whatever, but yeah. you don't have to know. I mean, the whole point of a party game is that this is like a bunch of people just trying to find something to do. It's not a. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I just <laughs> play a role playing game. You're getting. You're sitting down for hours with a few people and you're well you have to create a world together and so if they're not holding the weight it's not that good whereas if it's if it's a board game they don't have to create the world they just have to try to win right so there's so yeah so so role playing is harder in a sense right you have to tap into a thing that you don't have tap that it's but you tap into a completely different thing um and i'll admit that i'm a guy who uh i'm not I can't quite say I like rules because that's not really the case, but I like, I like systems Mm -hmm. and I like, uh, like even then within the context of a game, man, I don't want to, this is going to be interesting to nobody, not even me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, 
like when you were playing Bindle Stingstang, like do you feel like he really like got that? Like were you did you really feel like him? Or was uh, it just like I'm just trying uh, to play for my kids? Here's where I get t- this is so I don't know I don't know if the word is meta, but it's so uh fatalistic, maybe. I have when it comes to role playing, there is a threshold that I have trouble crossing of my character has a background and he has stats and he has a certain intelligence and he has all this other stuff. His intelligence and my intelligence are different. His wisdom, and my wisdom are different. So when it comes to, are you going to do this? or going to do that. It's like, man, I don't know what he would do. He's not me. Oh, you can't, you can't totally become him. Right. There's a part of me. It's like, I would, I, I like systems and I don't really think this would be a good game. I'm not suggesting this is how a game should be played, but there's a degree where like, I feel like there should be, Almost every decision could be a die roll. Like almost everything could be okay. Here are stats. This is who he is. What's he gonna do? Okay, this tells this tells me what this die roll tells me what he would do in this situation, according to his stats. Gotcha. Mm. That's not you really how the game works, though. No, it's not at all. It's not how the game works at all. And I'm not saying it's how I think the game should work. Right. But there's a there's a, a the way my brain is wired. Is, uh, and it's and it, 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 sometimes like, well, man, is it just because I'm I'm lazy and I want some some something else to do the the thinking and the decision making mm-hmm. for me? It probably is. Like, I have a hard time making decisions. I'm really. Not- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a barrier, I think, for a lot of people with role playing games where they are still looking at it like it's like a game, like it's a game in the sense that there's rules that you know you know keep the the world intact but us us outside of that really there's the game part isn't that important you know right. like being just, you know being a good a character in in a role playing game does not mean having good stats in fact if you have amazing stats it's really not that fun it's right. better to be worse at the game you know that the game portion because then that gives your character something some sort of trait like oh i'm bad at this i can't climb rock faces and i have to do that right now and now i'm gonna fall so good at it in real life (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's hard for me to pretend because i'm lit i'm just amazing i just ascend (laughs) rock faces yeah but but on the other hand i think for somebody i i I do think if you're if it's your first time you're going to play a game a role-playing game I think you could go either direction of try to play something that's actually abnormal. You can even be a human. You might think, oh, it'd be cool. I'll play this other crazy creature. But it may be easier to get into the 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 mode of role-playing if you don't have to stretch a ton and you can go ahead and just be totally immersed and just kind of be yourself in that world. Um. That that's I think I would be a one good gateway in, or go the other way where you have where you're doing something that's so other than you, you have to just just you know kind of bullshit. go the opposite and rip and grip it and rip it kind of. So yeah. wait, let's let's go back to that other thing you said. Like, do do you have any thoughts on why it is hard for you to make choices? Like, I almost wonder if it's connected to why you're so good at stuff and such a great person in general. But, but um, you, but you have you just owned it. So I'm interested to know if you thought much about it. 
Um, man. Okay. Well, this is one thing. This is way. Uh, this is pretty deep. I'm not saying I'm deep. I'm saying as far as. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just say it. You're deep. I listen to, I listen to y'all's. The one what I'm about to say is pretty deep. It's amazing. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had, I was actually uh, talking with a counselor years ago and in talking to him, he pointed out to me that I have a tendency to make decisions uh, according to extrinsic rather than intrinsic forces. Um, hmm. that, I, that I don't, or, I mean, it, to spin it the, the most negative way is that I don't have, I don't have real strong convictions. Hmm. This is putting it in the, in the least, you know, the most, the most negative way I could right now. I don't think it's true. I have no convictions, but you could, the, the, the extreme version is a person, with no convictions and is always just looking around to see what everybody else thinks that they should do. That's not how, that's not who I am, but that's an extreme. That's the, the caricature of, or you, or you could look at, you could look at it as like a, a, a kindness seed that's been planted. Like you're always trying to figure out what other people need and want and how can you, there's a there is a little of that. There's a ton of that in Ruth. She's crazy. Yes, kind. yes, she is. Uh, I remember. I can't remember where I heard it. There's a there's apparently a kindness gene um, that she certainly has, which so which basically means she can't take credit for being kind. She's just, is just genetic. She has no. <laughs> um, but animals actually sense it. Like if you have this gene, animals know you are trustworthy, and they'll. Mm-hmm. They'll come. There's certain people that animals are, and she's one of those people, for sure. It's like a Snow um, White gene. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So what you're saying, yes, there's an element of where I definitely am thinking in terms of, and on I have other people's uh, uh, interests. You know, I'm taking those into account. It's not just literally uh, worried about what people will think of me. It's not that. Right. Right. No. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not going to pretend that the debt never enters into it. Um, well, I mean, I think I'd use the word if I was giving five words to describe you, I don't know what they would all be, but one of them would be thoughtful. Um, which I think is very, go ahead and do the other four. Uh, (laughs) the second one would be small town poet drummer. (laughs) Gamer. Just oh, you got small town poets drummer. That's four words. Oh yeah, not, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Are, are are back to board games? Like, are there certain? I know there's like lots of subgenres, which I know Euro game is one of them, but I don't know many of the other ones. I you know what I could say for for the handful of folks who are going to hear this and aren't don't know what we're talking about. We're not talking about Monopoly or Sorry or Life Trouble, uh, Trouble Risk. Or, Risk even. Risk is kind of on the borderline, isn't it? Isn't it like a it's gateway not drug? A, it's not a Euro game by that no, by that no, definition. So I are you if if risk okay, if you got a football field and one end zone is uh is monopoly and sorry and that whatever and the other end is the other stuff, we'll put risk at the ten yard line. Which ten yard line? Because there's two of them. 
No, the one by the garbage games. Okay, right on. Okay. <laughs> but it's not totally like it's not right in there. It's tolerable. It's a little but it's not that bad. Okay. So is Eurogame a an overarching title for all the games that you like? Or no. is that okay, so what are some other subgenres of games that you guys like? Oh, there's one called Ameritrash. I don't know why, but there's <laughs> those are those usually have like minis, like little miniatures in them. And there's like usually kind of some some area control going on, like you're fighting each other. Um, I don't play many of those. Euro games are typically uh, strategic, and but they're like uh, they're usually not a whole lot of interaction between players. There's only the inter- interaction where like, oh crap, that guy did the thing I wanted to do. No, I can't do it. There's right. not a lot of I'm going to attack you and I'm going to kill this guy. It's not. It's not a a, a not a whole lot of direct interaction. Um, it's more, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of indirect interaction. And so you've seen it target, you've seen Catan and you've seen, actually, I think it's called settlers now. Yeah. Where is that on the football field? Uh, we'll put those in the 50 yard line. So okay. and, and, and ticket to ride are what people consider gateway games. And those are both pretty good games. Ticket to ride, I think is a better game than Catan. Um, I enjoy Ticket to Ride. It's fun. It's super simple and it's really good. And that's a Euro game, to be clear, right? I think it's considered a Euro game. I think it's a Euro. I think Nate, Nate, didn't you tell me once Euro games or any games where there's like points around the outside of the board? Kind of is that oversimplifying it? I don't. I don't think I ever said that. No. Oh, okay. But that's so typically. Yeah. That's that's not. That is often how they're designed. It's just the kind of really dismissive thing that Nate would say. Yeah, (laughs) I I do not remember saying that. Maybe I did say that, in which case, that's funny. (laughs) I think maybe that's all I could grasp at the time. You're like, yeah, if there's numbers around the outside, it's Euro game. Anyway, Aaron, let's move on topic. If any Uh, video gamers have ever played like any of the Civ games, all the Civilization games are those are not necessarily Euro style, but those are those are more like the board games. Yeah. Yeah, those games are actually called 4X games. But... Yeah, that's different. That's a, yeah, those aren't Euro games exactly. Right, right. But they're, they would all be, they'd all get played. If you went to like a gathering of people getting together to play board games, those would most likely get played. And one of the things like Nate was saying, I totally get wanting to get together with friends and play. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things about like the conventions or the, the day-long things is everybody brings their games will be games you don't own, but you're like, Oh crap. I finally get to play this game. Cause this dude brought it. Um, and so there's just a chance to play a bunch of stuff you don't own and you can, uh, it's just really easy. I mean, it's also kind of nice to meet people. I mean, yeah. I was saying that about myself. Not, I don't, I actually don't think that that really represents the board gaming community. Oh, no, so no, I don't, I, I didn't yeah. Admit that at all? You meant I totally get for you. You'd rather just get together friends and not go meet strangers. Yeah, it's just that's my preference. But I'm not. I obviously will will go from time to time. I don't go every week to the gatherings, but I'll go. You know, every once in a while to wherever that college was, where you pay like two bucks or whatever. Oh, that was that was, was kind of weird. It's like a, a retirement home. That they we we rent once a month. There's a guy who just kind of arranges to rent their cafeteria on all day on a Saturday, and it's kind of weird. But there and and some of the pretty fun, you know. Some of the old folks just come walk around and look at people playing board games and ask questions, and 
It's it's adorable. Be like, what are these Doritos? And you're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's also nice though, because in the, I mean, a game, a board game, like it just gave structure to the hangout, right? Like if you're hanging out, exactly. Like you got a board game now, you now you all have something to do, and you don't have to figure it out. There is that, but there's all, but it's not. Uh, I sometimes feel a little bad because like, I really enjoy board games. I'm not really good at them, but I really enjoy them. But when you have a hangout and there's there's momentum already happening, I feel bad like saying, okay, let's play, let's set us up and play the game. <laughs> you know? And it's like, because you're already, you don't need the game sometimes. Right. But it's a little weird when like, let's get together, play a game. Like I actually had a, a a uh, year and a half, a year ago or so, I got my brother and his kids and my sister and uh, her husband, and we had like ten or twelve people all go to a cabin to play board games for the weekend. But it's awesome. It was almost awesome. Half the people there were kind of like, "Oh, maybe we'll play a board game at some point." Whereas, like me and my brother and a couple other people were like, "Like, yes, yeah, play." But but half the people were like way more into the fact that there's a hot tub there. And also, you know, like my brother really likes to cook. So he's having fun cooking for everybody, but he spent his whole day cooking every meal. So it knows me. I felt weird asking people, hey, y'all want to, y'all want to play a game now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll go to a hot tub. I'll just, um, I'll sit on the porch. They catfished you with that trip, dude. A little bit. <laughs> uh, so are there like what are some of your favorite games that you've played? Like what are some of the ones you maybe it'd be helpful for you to because uh, we've played some games with you. Yeah. And I don't I haven't played nearly as many as Nate and probably even Jeremiah because you guys always tended to play them and I still had to write lyrics, which is on me, I know. Um, um but, Well, I think as you I know think I've, I think I've only played two games with Matt. What did we play? Do you remember? We played in Austin or Dallas. Which one was it? It was Dallas. It was oh, that Dal- sick show with that city's yeah, Dal- We played at the upstairs room in Dallas. Um, Might have been yeah, a I don't remember. There was it was um, it was a fairly complex game to me. Like there was a lot of different things going on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> the word. Well, the word plaid is coming to my mind for some reason, so I don't know if that's helpful. That may have been a, that might have been Azul, which is an abstract game. Okay, and abstract sounds right. I think that's it. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it, and and that Are one there is patterns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. and that's that's yeah. It's like I I would imagine you're probably yeah. I, mean, I don't know what kind of games you you, you chose that game specifically for me. I think and it, that was an honor and, uh, or you thought specifically of me, you said that, that I might enjoy it. And I did, I had fun. It was like the reason that those games are difficult for me is there's zero chance you're going to do well in your first time. Awful. And that just, that kind of just ticks me off. So, <laughs> yeah. Th- and that is one of the, one problem with some of the games is like, there's definitely, there's some games that have what they call catch up mechanisms to kind of help you out if you're not great at the game. But there are a lot of games that have like just about no luck involved, and if you're not good, it's like chess. A lot of them are like, if you're not good, you're gonna just lose bad, or like any sport. That's I guess maybe that's that's one of the things I like about it is that I'm not a sports guy, 
especially, but I do, there is something about games that don't have a lot of luck. Right. Things that I'm, I lean toward like a little bit of luck is fine. A little bit of randomness is fine. Um, but there's not usually a whole lot of dice rolling, you know. Now, now Jeremiah doesn't like that. He wants it to be 100% ability, right? Like, that's what you'd prefer your games I, to be. I get that to make a game fun, like some... Yeah, some what you just of, said is really confusing okay. to me, Maya, because if you should want a game to... Like, if you're good at the game, you should be able to beat a first-time player every time. Like, that should be... Right, no, no, no. Like, that's... Okay, yeah, but I'm saying like so. You're just pissed I, off because you are a, a poor loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not gotten interested enough to get good at a game. So when I play once every couple of years, it's like, well, I just I'm not gonna really get to know this game, sure. and um, it feels like it feels like it can almost be a chore uh, to like learn the game and like. Just be at the end like, well, oh, oh, that was a rule. Okay. I'd, and just like, you just kind of fumble your way through it. And I'm not going to like explore the game beyond that. So it's just an odd like experience sometimes. Um, that makes, I mean, that, makes, no, that, that, the, the game, that should be the case for a good game for sure. Yeah. Mate. I mean, I, go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, I was just gonna say that like I taught Jeremiah to play Pente like he had never played it before, and then he I, got it. And then he got an app on his phone, and then like a week later, I could never beat him, and it stopped being fun. Like it's, <laughs> I do think that he does. He likes he likes competing to win for sure. But that's not I love ex- competition. Yeah, that, and that's the other thing is like the idea of board games as a hangout doesn't. It, I I can't do the two things. Like, wait, are we competing or are we hanging? <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of where my brain goes. Like. When it comes time, like, I want to play a game, but when I pull it out, I'm like, okay, I know playing, doing this activity changes the mood of the room considerably. Where it, 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 it is, depending on the players and what game you're playing, but in general, it changes it from we're all hanging out to now we're all doing this other thing. There's going to be some interaction. There might be some funny moments or whatever, but yeah, it's a different thing. And that's why I, it's not always, that's part of the reason I like going to like the gatherings where everybody's very intentional and like i'm here to play board games you're not interrupting anything you know we're not we're not losing out on some other cool hangout opportunity right because there's lots of times when that is the case where i mean if you guys were here on the one hand i'd love to play a board game on the other hand i totally get that i'm gonna get more out of my time with you if we're just talking but isn't it the best when when those two things are happening together? I feel like I really enjoy it when it when it does work both ways. Yeah, but that yes, but a lot of the games I like to play require enough mental energy that's kind of hard for their. Usually, it it definitely tamps down a bit on the banter. There's not a lot of, you know, the hang element definitely. Right. What was the game we played in Gem City together at the end of recording violence? Was that five tribes? I think it was five tribes. Yeah, and I think it was. I think you liked it a lot when we did it, but I don't. I did like it, and I thought I remember Jeremiah enjoying it, or at least he was just being a good sport, and enjoying the company. <laughs> I, I I hate to like what well, I. Unfortunately, I I feel like you guys will see that as a negative thing, but like yes, that's the case. No, that's like, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's it's a it's a. Uh, 
it's like okay if we're all doing this i want to be i want to be like not the grump you know and i'll do my best and i just have a hard time in my head figuring out how much i'm going to care about the game (laughs) because if i don't care about the game it's gonna make it suckier for you guys and if i care about the game i can't like your first uh, place is just gonna be a disappointment I th- yeah, yeah, because I'm just trying to understand it. And as you guys describe games, I'm like, oh, like, like Isaac just understands games. I don't understand them. I don't like. Even when you were explaining that game, Aaron understood ahead of time what the rules were going to be. I don't. I don't like. I don't have experience with them. There's a whole world and a language to gaming that I just don't know, and so I don't understand strategy until many many times you know and i just rather play something that's like super logic based like Pente. which i don't know i just remember it being a game my whole life i remember it's, seeing it but never played yeah it. yeah it's like a simple version of chess or something like that. yeah it's more like you chess know? it's just totally like something you learn in strategy and there's moves and stuff and or like, like go if you know that game it's, it's about as like fun go. as math honestly <laughs> If you like math, you'll be into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't compete with real mathematicians, but I do love math. Like that's it's cool when I find somebody who's really into math. That's a fun conversation. Man, that does here. sound cool. <laughs> wow. Well, okay, it, but it lines up, right? I mean, I love logic. Yeah. I love puzzles. Like these are all things that I'm really into and math is like the oh, brother of all those things. The the funny thing is like I get I get that it didn't click but like that game five tribes every turn is your is solving a puzzle yeah that that game's actually crazy math but it but i think the one of the things and we've talked about this a bunch and i don't like story right but one of the things for (laughs) for jeremiah there so i've told you this many times there really isn't like crazy story or theme to board games that just package that way um that and i think that just the packaging Kind of, kind of throws you off because five tribes could just help, be marbles and on a pure wood board, and it'd be the exact same game. I think that would really help me. Like, I would really enjoy the game more. Um, but see, that's from just an aesthetic bo- that's level. Just like, from an, I think I understand artistic. It's not like creative. Yeah, though. but I think no, he no, does. No, no, those can be super beautiful. Are you like you can definitely make a very minimalist. No, but game. I'm saying like. We don't need five hundred more uh, Moncala games. You know what I mean? Like they're all we've we've seen them all. You know. Yeah, but like, I think I think Jeremiah's point is if if the story isn't actually really inherently important to the game, then he just it rather never not have is. it. it. But there are some <laughs> games that there are some games that for me it's like the analogy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremiah. It's like I don't want to watch any cooking competition show that is crazy big production because I know it's stupid. Like I don't need the lights and like the smoke and the overly, but when I just watch something that's like simple, like the British Bake Off where they're just cooking against each other and then they're getting judged. It's like, okay, now I can enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know that I could draw that hard of a line of connection. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, again, the two board games I've played over the last five years have been those two times. Um, If that was all within the last five years. Um, it's just not something that I do. Um, I, I did play ticket to ride like once or twice that I could get my head around quick enough to like kind of 
be competitive, you know, I've still lost for sure. But um, I, I, it's just hard for me to get my head around games. I would be surprised of, if you played I that keep game hearing and didn't the like rules it. And, and, and stuff. What? I'm sure I'd, it's the same way for other people. With sports. I was going mean, to say for, good, yeah. for, for Ticket to Ride, did you, I think if you played it again, you'd like it because there's pretty much zero story with that one. It's just like the story is like, oh, you're getting yeah. your getting your path to cross and at that point it's just strategy which is what you like right yeah i mean he doesn't like trains <laughs> were you he bad at him did it's, you not it's, pretend it's as like, a kid did i not pretend as a kid yeah, yeah did how, you not, how was your pretending life yeah uh-huh. what was that like i when don't you were think little? no i did i didn't do a good job pretending mm. beyond a certain age they'd Once be like I let's found, have a They'd be like, let's have a sword fight. Jeremiah's like, can we just call it like hitting sticks together? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> then honestly, I'm into it. Because then I like it. Yeah. I was introduced to sports <laughs> at age five. And it was just like, I didn't want to do anything else after that. That's where your make-believe life died. I did a little bit of video game. Like I did play like some Nintendo and PlayStation occasionally. But other than that, it was like, do the things I have to do, and then some kind of sport, athletic, like even if it's just cops and robbers in the neighborhood, that's all I wanted to do. And that's Wait, fortunately most can of my we, friends can we push convince me that's all they wanted to do. Is that a new sport? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is what a new sport? Cops and robbers. <laughs> yeah, that's a new sport. It's just a you know just that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be a sport, but just running around that sort of play is more interesting to me than like um i do like like you i don't i don't know why i would want to sit down and figure out if there is a board game i would like that doesn't feel like a worth my time that makes sense i i like to do sudoku and crosswords i that's enough of an itch of that thing and if we're if we're all as friends wanting to play i won't be the, the downer but i'm not I'm just not like interested in finding the game that I like because it's not something I have been convinced I'd want to spend my time on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To your to your point, yeah, you are very good about. Okay, if this is what we're doing, I'll get on board and I'll enjoy you. You then enjoy just the vibe of everybody enjoying something and and of being like a good of like pulling your weight. I do think we should schedule a time to get your brother and your son on this. Goldman as well, and we should all play a full-blown role-playing game with Jeremiah. No, dude, for, I, I for won't a, do it. For a I, Patreon I was thinking, episode. I was just like, this... <laughs> it, it for a sounds, Patreon episode, dude. I'm not being... A, I'm not trying to be offensive to the thing. It sounds like it would be very miserable for me, and I would be really, really, really bad at it. I would be... Like, I would really hurt the fun that you guys would have, and not intentionally. It's just so far out of my comfort zone and, and what I, I don't even under, like you were explaining it. And I was like, I, it's like when we talked about theater, why would somebody want to get on stage and do that? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. (laughs) Which makes it. (laughs) Holy cow. It makes it sound like an experiment. And and I'm not like, I I'm glad people like it. I'm not trying to talk down on it in general. I'm just saying, I know like the way, I'm not going to ask Nate to come play football with me, and I'm not going to be offended that he doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Like that's really just that's, that's good. Totally that's make me play football. I'll never. I would never do it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you should it, try something. Go, you, go you, 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 let's find the one sport you'll like, Nate. 
Matt, yeah. <laughs> Matt, I told uh, you, I'll I'll watch and I'll drive race cars. That sounds fun. Tennis, right? <laughs> no, I don't want to play tennis. Tennis has got personality. Oh, I thought though. you were saying that you like to even play. I don't. There's sports. like no. Well, I'll play badminton or whatever. Yeah, we, we or ping pong. Yeah, I was gonna say, Matt Goldman, did you figure out a secret trick to get Nate to do things he doesn't want to do? Because I don't think that's possible. Um. I haven't. It definitely is something I've given a little thought to. <laughs> How to oh. trick me? <laughs> no, was, I, I, no, we were talking earlier. Were we talking? No, no, it was, we weren't talking about this. But we, it's been talked about when it comes to making records and producing. There's a there's a degree of uh, guidance and coaching that you have to do when you're working with a band. Like it's, the producer is sort of the coach of of the band when you're making a record. Sure. And when you're coaching, there's a degree of manipulation sometimes that you have to do. And I try to be really careful because I think I could probably. I'm not saying I could be so like some brilliant manipulative guy and get anybody to do anything I want. I don't think that at all. But I do. I've sometimes have to. I catch myself because sometimes I think, oh, I could say this and I could totally get him to do what I think he should do. But I don't want to be that manipulative. Um, so I have to be careful not to say certain things. So I have actually almost tried to think I've, I've thought before that maybe I should try to figure out a way to actually get Nate to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, just like, uh, like in general, just like, I I need to have this in my back pocket. Like I need to, I've I've had the thought that I, that maybe I should think of that, but like, no, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that manipulative. Wait, was there some some particular thing you're like, ah, oh, he's never gonna do this. I gotta figure out how to make him do it. Uh no. I mean that's I mean on the one hand there's on the one hand there's a long list of that, yeah. but not a particular thing I'm thinking of. I I wanna be Fair clear enough. to the fans that listen to this show, because we've brought this up several times. Nate is willing to do Nate does a lot of things he doesn't want to do. It's that's not the issue. Like if you decide something is part of the package of what needs to happen and you decide it's valuable, you'll do it totally. What we're talking about here is things you've decided you don't you don't care about or not important to you or whatever. Uh, I just I just want to keep coming off like we're saying like you don't ever do anything you don't want to do. That's not the case. Yeah, I mean I go to the DMV to get my driver's license renewed and mow the That's, lawn and do you chore, you will yeah. do the necessary evils. But I would be I interested- exist in a society. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty good. Yeah, pretty good citizen. Uh, I would be interested to know what kind of mental jujitsu, Matt, you were thinking about. Like, would be the well, I haven't. I just, I just, I just recognized. Oh, that's a door I could go through. Oh, and, oh mm. like you were too afraid of summoning that power of like exactly. w- what it could turn you into. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I want to rewind back to something that uh, Jeremiah was saying. Yeah, let's go back to what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. What's what's? I'm not going to try to convince you to enjoy games, but I do think it's it's fascinating to me that your the way what I understand of how your brain is wired seems like there's so many of these games that I would think would be that you would I I don't know you super well right but I think man if he if he if he knew the rules of this game he would love it. But maybe not, and that's fine. Yeah, that's a, that's a big hurdle is knowing the like the the investment. I totally get it. I'm not going to try to convince you of anything, 
Um, right. Really not. I just, it is just the sort of thing that I guess I was thinking and wondering. You talk about, you know, doing some. I, I love to be super competitive. So, that, like, that has to be part of the game. Like, we're not hanging out, we're competing. When I'm playing sports with friends, like, I'm not hanging out, I'm trying to beat you. Right. And that just tells me that you're not, you're not able to manipulate because. Isn't that kind of the problem then? Like, well, okay, because you're hanging out and then you're manipulating people into. I tell you one game that I did. This is not a board game, but one game that I did. I love playing is Mafia, and that kind of is the best way I've found to have a game and also be hanging out. Um, and that's a that's all about manipulation. Right. Board board games are about manipulation too, to a certain degree. Yeah. Well, that's something. Jack. That's something where I may not just. I just probably haven't explored enough of that mm. stuff nope. to really Nobody know. It's okay. I just. I just think. Well, I guess what I was gonna. What I wanted to ask you is. I wonder if the with the way your brain is wired, mm-hmm. if like doing a crossword is a slight mental ex- exercise or Sudoku or so. Right. That's a little bit of like a. It's like it's a. It's stretching more than an and ex- more than an exercise, right? Um, right. And playing sports is a totally different part of your brain, right? So I'm wondering, maybe is part of it. I'm just I'm, t- I'm helping you come up with a good excuse. Um, okay. <laughs> is it that you have the thing that the muscles, the brain muscles that board games potential are going to be? working are the are the ones that you you are working hard when you're not doing something else because i know you're you're pretty thoughtful and pensive you're usually like i get the feeling you're 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 the gears are always turning right i think so yeah for the most part of course i zone out but yeah so it may be that like for me I'm not a, I don't think I'm a real deep thinker. I, I don't think I'm a dummy. Nobody thinks they're, um, but I know that I'm not it just in my mind, exploring thoughts, especially most of the time. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a, a pretty in the moment guy. Um, yeah, like, but that's that's a term that Jeremiah would use of himself. He's not into the future. We had literally had this conversation last week. He's not into the future. He's not into the past. He's not. He's here now. You're. I think of you both. But that includes as, like all as my very thoughtful time. people. You know what I mean? Like right. But I think of you and Goldman both as thoughtful people. Right. I think there's a lot of similarities there from what I what I what what I think we know of each other, and I get what you're saying. Like if we put it on paper, it does seem like. I would enjoy some of those games. I don't know why I'm not motivated to try to learn the games more. But I can't, like I can't give that answer. Right. I guess I was just imagining there being, I do think you, I think, uh, I, I think you like solutions, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you yeah. have a lot of unanswered things, but you like solutions, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Solving things for sure. Um, and I guess I've, I, I had this image or I just had the, the, obviously who you are is different than who I think you are. Those are two completely different things. Maybe not completely different, but I imagine you most of the time in your brain 
working out some whatever solution you've got to work on, whether it be a project you're in the middle of or some theological thing that you see some some right. contradiction and you're trying to sort out different scriptures and try to figure out how do these things come together and make sense and 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 uh <clears throat> I so I think you probably spend the mental energy that you spend on that is probably more than <clears throat> excuse me more than most people. Okay. Is that true Aaron? Uh yeah, I think I think so. I think there's also something about him uh this is the breaking down Jeremiah podcast that we're we're yeah. getting into. <laughs> is this interesting? I, yeah, I think he don't like games and tried to felt like he had to defend. It's like okay, now <laughs> yeah, he came in hot. So this is what you get. I think I think there's also an element of he wants he likes games where you're just hanging out and and winning is the hang. Like right. like like when we play Jackbox games and and honestly probably to some degree. Um, well, I don't know. And then he likes games that are really just competitive. But most of the board games we're talking about, it's a little bit of both. You're trying to enjoy each other's experience. It's not just beating someone. It's like right. everybody having a good time. And maybe those two things just don't mix in his in his uh, taste. I was going to yeah, ask. That is, it's hard for me to understand that idea of like playing a game, but you're just hanging. You know, like Jackbox may be the closest thing that I can get. Um yeah, that's probably the closest thing I can get to to understanding. But it, it feels like there's more. It feels like the point of Jackbox is to get you to laugh. Um, it doesn't feel like that's the point of board games is to get no. you to hang. It's not. It, it, it is. Maybe I just totally am just. That's I'm just the point of like having friends in life. Yeah. You know? I don't think yeah. board, that's, not, that's not my. Thing. My, for me, the board game is it's it is so much like the sport for you. It's my basketball. That's right. What it, it's doing things. It's stretching just the right things. It's scratching the right itches. It's you know pushing you the way you want to be pushed. I guess. Matt, do, having this conversation, do you feel like there's another game now that that you'd recommend we try with Jeremiah? That like now that you've thought about it even more, that might be the win. For every freaking game you make me play, you're gonna have to play an entire sport with me for two hours, <laughs> and just like I'll, do, I'll take that challenge. <laughs> I'll let's think of a good. We'll come up with a deal. We'll 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 figure something out because I I would be. I'll give it some thought because I would are, play. Okay, Matt, we did a we do like a, a real simple top five thing uh, on the podcast, and one of them was board games. And I don't remember all of them, but uh, Pente was one, and and Crosswords was one, and um, one of them was anything Matt Goldman is playing. So like, yeah, I'll play a game. Like we've already established if, that fact. Yeah, I'm going. I'll play a game with you for sure. But here's the funny thing, you know, Nate was talking about. I don't want the pressure of like. So what'd you think? Like that's not. <laughs> I get. See, I get that, but. Like say okay, Nate. So he loves to go see movies by himself. I don't love watching movies by myself. I like watching it with people. The energy of other people being there. I'm an extrovert. I'm not. I'm not the life of the party, super outgoing guy. I'm. A, I'm fine with just being leading. It's all, all but being a wallflower in a room. I don't mind, but I still would rather be in the room with the people. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not going to see comedies by myself or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm usually going to see art house type flicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just like the thought of you like going to see the newest Rush Hour movie by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Jackie Chan, you're like. Compliment. I don't think I've ever seen a Jackie Chan movie in the theater. So, there you well, go. aren't you just the coolest? I think uh, I pick. Well, I you pick I the movies you go oh, see. You know, the one with Owen Wilson. I think I saw. What was that uh, one? Night something Big nights night. Shanghai oh, nights. I think I saw that in the theater. Oh okay. Anyway, um, uh, I want to get back. So Jeremiah, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, oh crap! You're talking about uh, how did we get a what happened? Well, you you said that you're happy <laughs> to be happened? a wallflower. That's the question, That's oh, the question of the night. Oh, how, how did we get what happened? <laughs> I was just gonna. I, I, what I wanted to say. Oh, I'll say. Oh, I was saying. I don't enjoy things. I don't enjoy doing things. Like I can't. If I'm watching a movie with people and somebody in the room is not enjoying the movie, I can't enjoy it. I um, can relate to that. I can relate to that. So that's why you would go by yourself. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> not. You just convinced him. I yeah. not want to make you play a game, knowing that you're. Only doing it because I would I would be more okay with you if you were cool with hanging out and just sitting there while other people play a game. I, I would feel bad making that doesn't it. bum you out. No, I, that's better if you want to hang. That's better than you playing and being miserable. I'm not miserable. Uh, I, like I'm not miserable, but I would rather be not playing the game and we're all just hanging. Usually, you want everyone else to be miserable. Is that miserable to just hang? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll give it a little thought. And uh, was well, there any just board game in general you'd recommend right now for the fans that you're just digging oh, on? Uh, well, okay, for it, me that we should play. One of the biggest ones right now has been for a couple of years since it came out. It's called Terraforming Mars. It's one Nate didn't like much until last week, and he said, "Okay, maybe it's not so bad." Um, that was the first one. That I like did really well in. I don't remember if I won or if somebody else won, but I I was like, oh, uh, uh, Jason won. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, he had a crazy like synergistic like mode like company thing that was working right. for him. Um, I I don't think I could call it my favorite game, but it's a game that if anybody ever says, "Hey, you want to play this?" I will always say yes. Um. And it's a game that I've introduced bands to who go home and buy the game. In fact, when we played last week or two weeks ago with a friend of ours, uh, Jason from Death Therapy, we played with him, and he bought the game the next day. Um, it's a pretty strong game. But this is still Terraforming Mars? The whole problem with it, and, I, and honestly, the reason I think it's not number one on Board Game Geek is, you know how we talked about expansions? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come. I'm not going to say it's unplayable out of the box, but there's a there's a physical piece you need. You can buy on Etsy to play the game. It, you can play it without it, but it's a horrible experience. So, <laughs> if you buy the game, you have to buy something else with it. It's like, uh, oh, what would it be compared to? A dongle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you bought a car that has no cup holders. 
and it's like if you go to play football and somebody's like, "Hey, should we go get a football?" Yeah. Oh well, not quite that. It's more like yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a game that comes with cups and no cup holders in your gotcha. Cup. Gotcha. It's more like playing football in sandals, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's inconvenient right. to the point where you're like, I don't want to ever do it like this again. Yeah. Air Force is a good game. Uh, like you're, but you're uh, the guy who's the is it a patron? Is that what y'all are doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, that uh, Architects of the West Kingdom is a really cool game. It's uh, one of the mechanics of some games is called worker placement. It's where you have little pieces, sometimes they're little men, and they'll have different places on the board and you'll place them down and say okay this is my action i'm going to do the thing here which whether it may be getting you some resources or some money or it's going to be doing a thing and it and it's a cool twist on that kind of game like it's, it's a it's a mechanic it's in a lot of games and he thought of a clever little twist on it and it's a it's a cool game cool um well um i don't want to miss the chance that we all uh Took the opportunity to write you a haiku, Matt. Oh, um, based around your love for board games. You a big oh. haiku fan, Matt? Uh, I like them more than you would think. I think there's uh, something about them that can be kind of awesome. Well, we usually do it to transition into the topic and to kind of show the the guests like our knowledge of of their thing. But since we know you so well, it, I guess we can just do it at the end anyway, just to because we just took this care to show you that we care. Oh. That you matter to us. Um, Nate, you want to go first this week? Yeah, let me pull it up. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah, bring oh, it. Bring yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Matt, you have to rate them out of 10. I'm like actually, de- based on like their, their strength as a haiku and also of the understanding of the topic. What's the, is it 575? Five, is that what it is? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay, here we go. Serious AP. Isaac will win regardless. Unless we play Scythe. <laughs> That's good. I, I, AP, I'm, what is that? Analysis paralysis. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. what, would, what would you give that out of a 10, Matt? That's pretty good. Maybe even a nine and a half. I was right. going to say, nice. I, I knew he was going to come He knows strong. the content, yeah. So... So mine is more based on the conversation that happens before you play a board game with Matt Goldman. Here we go. Here's the thing to know. Actually, you know what? Watch this YouTube first. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a general, like more of a general Goldman. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Matt, what do I get? Matt, I don't know if you experience yourself the way we experience you, but that's pretty good. That sounds pretty good. The thing is, I compare myself to Matt McClellan. And yeah, and in which case, it's like it's like I I was like yeah I don't compared to McClellan. I'm like I barely even know what YouTube is. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. I was just more thinking. This is back to the indecisiveness of like in getting off track. Oh, no, I know. I get. It. I get it. I'll give you. It's not as uh, man. I can't. I. You, See now I feel bad because I get, say if I give you an eight point seven, and my to- and Maya, you know, spews whatever garbage he's about to spew, I'll feel really bad. <laughs> I'll take the eight point seven. Okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, 
this is not dude i i usually they kind of come pretty quickly and easily i was like what what am i gonna what am i writing about what like i don't understand yeah you, when you so asked me and, to- you asked me in the text chain and i was like I, dude i feel like it's a like you it, it was clear that you were struggling with it by your by your question no, no no i hadn't even started at that point usually you know for background information for people who care uh it's like clothing company well we might dial it in and say well what is it like to start a clothing company or what a haiku about why clothing made in the usa is so interesting or important or whatever and to just say oh yeah it's a haiku about board games well like you two took totally different angles on that obviously so like yeah and usually we dial it in a little bit that's pretty normal but i went the uh uh, the I, I I use my imagination, uh, my broken imagination, to try to express what it's like. Atrophied, is the word. <laughs> Atrophied for. imagination, to try to express what it's like to uh, get uh, and begin. I assume a new board game. Unbox and unfold. Fresh smell of cardboard and ink. Rules? Rules are for chumps. <laughs> That's actually way better than I expected. <laughs> rules line is not, I mean, you know, I said earlier, I'm all about the rules. Um, oh, I know. But that's pretty you gotta good. You got to have the rules. I'll give you a 7.8 even. 7.8? Yeah. Oh, I was like, I thought I was in the like four to five yeah, range. Yeah, so. I don't know about that, but it does make me feel like my eight point seven is not as generous as maybe it should have been. Well, okay. wow. let's do. A, so and, really, you just offended Aaron. You me into giving him a lower score. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk you into giving me a higher one, but either way, it amounts to the same. How about I'll give him a? Wait, what did I say? Seven, seven eight. Seven eight. Two. I'll give you seven two. All I'm right, seven up. two. Um, hold on one second. I'm working on something. I almost got it. Oh, you got oh you're going to do it. He's going to do one. Um, no one's ever done this. No guest has written his own haiku. But it doesn't surprise me that you're the one to do it. Um, that your brain work would work fast enough. I'm not fast. Hey, Nate, put in that uh, waiting t- for Goldman's haiku music right here. If you could. Okay. It's a traditional ragtime. <laughs> Maya likes the sports. Throw it, catch it, get that point. I'll try. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, start. Wait, yeah, start. Start, it over. start again. <laughs> Maya likes the sports. Throw it, catch it, get that point. I'll try if you will. Oh, see, that's nice. <laughs> oh my word! I'm just glad that the fans get to experience. Get like, to that point. <laughs> all of the all of the rich joy that is Matt Goldman. That is amazing. Get that point. I'll give it a strong seven two, my friend. <laughs> I'm giving it a nine point seven. I love it. A I'll nine point seven of how much he understands sports. No, yeah. how much I'll give him a ten it. for his understanding. <laughs> Catch it. Get that point. Ah, he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't really the topic. That wasn't really the topic, Jeremiah. You kind of yeah. You're kind of missing what the topic is. Well, we always end with thanks, no thanks, Matt. That's just pick any one thing you are thankful for or something you are not thankful for. And you don't get to pick both. You get one only. Um, I will go first. I am thankful for um, uh, the ladies, the ladies, to be clear, um, 
Jeremiah's wife Megan and our friend Jen are on the street or on the corner who put on an amazing uh, baby shower for my wife this weekend. Made her feel really special and got us excited for the even more excited for the baby. That's mine. Thanks to the thanks to Jen and Meg. Cool. I'll Nate, let her know. You, yeah, tell her. Um, I'm gonna throw a no thanks at both of my cars because they don't work. Ooh. What? No. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a good time for that to happen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, never. There's never really a great time. No. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, but yeah, no. This is better than this is better than normal. So cool. My cars don't work. Sorry, dude. Any any ideas of why though? Like, Got do you lot. know what's wrong with either of them? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I do. That's good. okay. No, Maya, no, what you maybe got? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. I'm gonna give a preemptive thank you. To the uh, vacation I'm leaving for tomorrow, because I am Ooh. so looking forward to it. Too hot, two days working outside all day, uh, yesterday and today, and I'm ready to like go sit in a river for like a week straight. Where, where are you going? Uh, Elizabethton, Tennessee, on the Watauga River. This is a family trip, or are you, one of your sides going? Yeah, just, my uh, my in laws' family. Just going by himself to the river. Yeah, I don't think I would do a a lone river trip, but you know. (laughs) Matt, do you have a thanks? No thanks. I mean, there's a a long, very predictable list. Um, you just got to highlight one. I am like to thank board games. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thankful for. I'm not thankful for the mess going on right now, but I'm thankful that uh, for the time Ruth and I are taking to finally actually clean out the basement. Oh, and yeah. Effort nice. her Because it's part of cleaning out the basement is going through all the stuff we have of her parents that passed away in the last few years. Hmm. And so going through all that's some of it's easy. Some of it's just pots and pans, whatever, but there's enough stuff in there that makes it not easy. And I, I'm thankful for the time and for her making the effort. Of- we are thankful for the time that we have. Together. Yes, that's. Uh, um, also thankful you know, that doing what I, she. I think at at some point all of us have thanked <laughs> what the quarantine has afforded us time to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a thank you for all three of us so far. So yeah, for sure. Love. Well, Matt, it's always good to hang out with you, man. I look forward to. Uh, us all holding Jeremiah hostage to a board game again sometime soon. Well, I was thinking two things. One is I sure hope you can take this two hours and edit it down to a 20-minute tolerable. <laughs> we actually add stuff to make it longer. <laughs> we got to cool. pad it. we yeah. got to pad it with a few uh, electronic tracks. Yeah. That's right. Like the average of my epic record. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. just like, I just... It, I just can't handle that somebody doesn't like board games. We got to figure it out for an hour. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, actually, I was thinking about this game called Munchkin that Jeremiah would probably like, and I think is terrible. Um, <laughs> it's a party game. It's a it's a it's a game that it's all it is about the hang, but it's a bad game, and mm-hmm. it's described, which makes me think of this. Then pod- let's just hang. Yeah, 
but this makes me think of this podcast that we just recorded, which is 20 minutes of fun packed into two hours. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we end. That's there it. There we go. All right. Thanks, Matt. Th- bye. Thanks, Matt. We love you, man. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. The Twins and Oaks is the episode here of the day.